When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, that is us. Good evening, everybody. Aaron Torres, Artie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. How you doing tonight, Torres? Artie Spanier, I'm doing well. How are you, my friend? We had college football today, baby. And if you do the whole the buffet with the salad thing, I'm going to strangle you. I'm going to reach out through the Comrex and strangle you. Just appreciate that we have football. Don't be the old man complaining on your front lawn. Just appreciate that we had college football today. Just just, just, just respond by saying yes. It was great to have college football. That's all I want. Will you no, do I that want, for me? I want you to know something. Ninety-nine percent of the country had college football. One percent of the country did not get to watch the Nebraska Illinois game. Okay, what does that mean? I'm, I'm a little confused. Well, the Nebraska Illinois game was on Fox TV, correct? Uh, yes, it was. So I was all excited. I'm, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, I'm, I'm going to put the game out at one o'clock. Get a little preview. I was doing some stuff earlier. And what did we have out here in Vermont on the on the Fox Channel? We had the uh, NFL preseason game. Who was playing the Pat? Uh, the, pa- the Packers, yeah, the Packers. The Packers the Pac- against the Bills. Against the Bills. Yeah, you don't live in now, New York. I, well, you see, here's the problem: we border New York, so and of course, all we have is separated by the uh, the the lake. So we have to carry all the Bills games. 
we have to carry all the Patriot games, and and I think we carry like all the Giants games up here too. So we we have to maybe even the Jets were so we we didn't even get to see that. I had to watch the college game on my phone on the Fox Sport app. Uh, app. Uh, to go ahead and watch that game. Look at you being committed to your job and to the company that employs you. I love it. That is no, dedication I, right I, there. But I'd rather see the college game than the pro game, to be honest with you. That's now, what I'm saying. Reg- yeah, if it was a regular season game, that's a whole other story. Though, but that's what know? I'm saying, though. I give yeah. you so much credit being dedicated to your craft that you, you pulled up the Fox Sports app just to watch the game. I'm proud yeah. of you. I figured it all out. I downloaded it all by myself. No, I, you didn't. Yes, I did. I, I don't believe it. I did. I did it all what by myself. Is so. your? I know we have a lot of sports talk. Is yes, your, is your mother-in-law still in town, or what's the deal there? Uh, no, she's, uh, well, she's up in Vermont at my sister-in-law's house and then heading down to Connecticut soon. Up in Vermont? Aren't you up in Vermont, too? Yeah, but my sister-in-law lives up here also. Does she live even further north? Is she a country bumpkin, too? She, no, no. She she has a, a vacation house up here. A nice big spread up here. I was going to say, how did the Spanier women all end up in... Well, not not the Spanier women. Uh, De, um, Deb. Why did I call her Deb? Uh, Mrs. Mrs. S. Why am I blanking on her name? Beth. Beth, Beth yes, Spanier. Yeah. Yes, Arnie and Beth. I don't know. Seinfeld. Witness relocation. I have no idea how we how we ended up in Vermont. You either, though, like, uh, you either like maple syrup, you like yes. skiing, or you're in witness protection. <laughs> That's basically what it comes down and to. And you know, you know, we do have a lot to get to today. Um, obviously, a lot of college football. We're finishing off week three of the preseason. Thank goodness for that. Seems like it's been forever. I don't know. I, it, you thought it was just going to go and fly on by. A lot of great storylines uh, in the NFL. We got Jason Hershorn going to go ahead and stop on by. Coming up at 20 past the hour. Um, college football he covers. Also, the NFL uh, covers the Green Bay Packers. So, we have to, a lot to get to him. Bernie Fratto's going to stop by. In the power hour of the show, we'll get to my picks. By the way, my college picks are on fire to start the season off okay i said i said take illinois plus the seven and they were my upset special so ding ding on both i said take fresno ding on that i said take ucla ding on that um and i said take utep and so far i'm winning i'm on fire you're unbelievable yeah i only had one game today and it was the uh fresno state game against my alma mater congratulations Uh, you look good well shout out to randy edsel who uh has claimed for the last year and a half uconn was one of only two teams that didn't play at all last Last year, and he claimed that it was good for the program. Got him in the weight room. Got him in the film room. 107 yards of total offense today, Arnie. That's like Arizona bad. That's like Arizona bad. At least uh, you know Arizona plays real Pac-12 teams. By the way, shout out to UCLA. I know we'll talk about them a little bit. They look good today too. All right. Well, you know what? Let's get right into it. Let's get to some college football. We did start things off. It was Illinois, Nebraska. Like I said, I pulled that up on my phone. Nebraska's defense. I mean, they were pretty good. They had a nine-two lead. Things fell apart, especially at the end of the first half when Martinez fumbled. Illinois got it, scooped it up. They get the touchdown. They get the lead right before the half, sixteen to nine. They roll after that. Look, it wasn't the sexiest matchup. It wasn't the best matchup. We're not going to break down Nebraska, Illinois. The Nebraska uh, um, program is is still in turmoils. Would have been good if they would have pulled out the victory here. They fall short. Um, This is how we got the college football season started. Did you watch the game? What did you think about it? And I wish we went on a sexier matchup, you know? First off, I did watch the game. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the big takeaway is obviously that Nebraska still stinks. Um, you know, Scott, it's crazy, right? Because... I don't think you and I were doing the show at that point, Arnie. I think we started the fall after. But it's funny when a coach 
you know, when anything happens in sports, you see everyone pulls up the old tweets and all that stuff. There isn't a single person in the world I think thinks Scott Frost was going to be awesome at Nebraska. And for people who remember, he went 13-0 and his final year at Central Florida. And the Florida Gators had an opening that year, and they wanted him. And right. everybody was, I don't want to say shocked, but, you know, they, they, they thought it was huge for Nebraska to get this guy. So for them to be 12-21 and 21 in his tenure uh, at this point is unbelievable. Why? Why? Well, why I, could, why? I mean, I he, could tell you. He's a good coach. Uh, is he just not recruiting? Do kids not want to go to Nebraska? Is that just not a sexy school? Are the days of the 80s when it was Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Texas in that, um, you know, three-team rivalry? Those days are long gone. There's no doubt about that, but does it mean that you can't get you know decent kids to go to uh, to the program there? Well, and I I tweeted this and and it made the local uh, Nebraska newspaper, so I know I'm right. Is <laughs> the fact? So listen, I I don't try I I don't get any joy in criticizing a bunch of high, uh, a bunch of college kids, right. but the kid Adrian Martinez they have is not good, and not only is he not good, he is a turnover machine. I saw the stat: twenty eight total fumbles in his career. Um, and you know, Arnie, it just comes down to how have they not found a better quarterback, especially in this world that we live in, where you have immediate eligibility when you transfer. All these schools, I mean, Notre Dame's got a transfer quarterback that's going to start for them. Kentucky has, you go, the kid that came in today for Illinois. I what? was just going to bring him yes. up. Stokowski, he, he was a transfer from Rutgers, started, what, about 13, 14, 15 games, comes in, competes for the job at Illinois, doesn't get it, is the backup. Why didn't he go to Nebraska? Why were there not people that want to transfer to a school like that? You're right. That is what I'm saying. And yeah. so I feel bad, but you know, you talk about this game, Martinez, I'm not saying he was the only reason that they lost, but he was the biggest reason. I mean, uh, early in the game, they're driving, they they're up uh, I guess it would have been 6 nothing because they missed an extra point. Uh, they're right in the red zone. He misses a couple easy passes. They settle for a field goal. But the fumble that was recovered and returned for a touchdown completely changed the game. And so uh, I feel bad for Nebraska fans. They deserve better. Uh, I Maybe Scott Frost isn't going to be the coach that we thought. But listen, when you turn the ball over as much as they do, they had a really dumb penalty that cost them an interception. Bad mistakes, dumb penalties, dumb turnovers – that's the name of the game in football, right, Arnie? Too many penalties, too many turnovers. You're not going to win games, and that's exactly what happened. And you say that the Nebraska fans deserve better. Um, do you know what it's like in that state on football Saturday? Do you have any idea? You can rob a bank because nobody's going to go ahead and be around. Everybody's just checking out the game. That's what that's what the whole state's about. And um, they come from all over. They'll drive three, four, five hours just to see their Nebraska football. And at one time was a great program. Now it's just hit rock bottom, and I, I really don't know how to fix it. I don't know what to do about it, you know? I'm, no. I, obviously, you got to do better job recruiting. We talked about it last week, Arnie. We were talking about all these programs that we that would it would be good for college football. You know, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama are starting to separate from the pack. We need some, other, some of these traditional powers to step back up, whether it is USC, whether it is Texas, and Nebraska is right there. I understand it's a little bit harder because of geography. You don't have the natural recruiting pool, the natural recruiting talent. But it just comes down to they have all the resources in the world, great fan base, like you said. They've sold out every game since like 1963 or 68 or something like that. They love their Huskers, and they really do deserve better. And so it's a bummer. Uh, it's disappointing. I feel bad. But they ain't getting better anytime soon, not with this quarterback that they have. And 12 and 21, at this point, it's year four. There, You can't spin the we need more time, we'll figure it out. Uh, it's year four, you got to be better.
UCLA wins 44-10 in an impressive fashion, though. Um, you can tell Hawaii is just not the best of teams out there. They win it 44-10. Darian uh, Thompson-Robinson passes for 130 yards, but he also does it on the ground also a little bit. Had 16 yards on the ground. Um, UCLA dominated, dominated this one, but I don't know how they're going to do against LSU. That's a whole other story. I think they're like a 20-point underdog to no. LSU. No, they're not. They're like a six-point underdog. And, no, and, get yes, out of here. And everybody all summer has been like, Pound LSU, pound LSU, pound LSU. So uh, let's see what the point spread is here. It's not. It's 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 a much smaller spread than you think, Arnie. And people all summer have been saying, take LSU, get in while you can. Uh, I just pulled up something. I don't. Uh, looks like. Uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I'll, I'll check it out on Vegas I got, Insider. I didn't know it was that um, that that minus uh, four. Small, to be honest with you, LSU minus four. Th- minus four. Yes. Can I borrow a million dollars? You know, you can talk to Bernie Fratto. He'll be joining us in hour three. <laughs> so I'll say this. You know, UCLA, Arnie, I think we might have even been on air, but late in the year last year, so obviously the Pac-12 started late, UCLA went three and four. But if you watch the games, they should have beaten USC. They were basically beating USC until the final few seconds of the game uh, and they could have beat Oregon and those were the two teams that played for the Pac-12 title so I thought they'd be improved impressed with how they looked kind of the opposite of Nebraska you know the Scott Frost and Chip Kelly got hired the same season UCLA it took a little while but they seem to be on an upward swing uh, Nebraska not so much but like you said it's going to be a different deal next next week against uh, LSU I, I don't know if you saw the UCLA game um, they showed the overhead shot of the Rose Bowl which is oh my god don't get which me is just that. which is unbelievable. Uh, place to go play football. Not a big crowd there at that one. It was uh, pretty scarce. You know what I mean? It was looking like maybe it was a fifth full or something like that. Area, fifth. You know? that, first of all, that's very generous of you. Maybe like a tenth full. <laughs> Can I just say one thing? Um, yeah. I so I get that the Pac-12 is not the SEC. Okay, I get that. Right. Um, I want to defend UCLA here for half a second. Okay. First of all. Class is not in session. Students are not on campus. That's part of it. Second of all, you and I are in the unique position. We know the layout of Los Angeles. Of course. Uh, The Rose Bowl is like 45 minutes without traffic from the UCLA campus. Now, I know every UCLA fan doesn't live near campus, and there's plenty that live near the Rose Bowl. I was going to say, UCLA is also a Los Angeles school, so it's not just for people that went to school there, kind of like USC also. People will drive from all over Los Angeles or California to go see the Bruins and the Trojans. So, you know, it's not like they're coming from the west side. Yeah, UCLA, USC has the advantage. Their their stadium is right on campus there. Um, and so I just, I, I feel bad for UCLA, but it's one of those deals, unless they start winning big, I think it's going to be, a, they're going to have trouble getting fans there. But uh, let's see next week with LSU in town. I think there's going to be a lot of purple and gold there. Uh, but I feel bad for UCLA because they got a good team. They got a good program. They deserve better. But I also think it's a a little bit tiny unfair to be as critical as it's just it's it's a major city there's all sorts of traffic and I know what what people say well Arnie just brought it up people from in Nebraska will drive five hours yeah but I mean I don't know Arnie it's it's really annoying sitting in traffic in in uh in in LA and you know if well, the team don't leave the house buddy otherwise you can, if if you're gonna worry about sitting in traffic you're never gonna go anywhere you know no I know but I you know I, I thought it was a little bit unfair the way that people were kind of generalizing and stereotyping that deal uh, by the way I heard Brian no bring this up I brought this up on Friday when I was filling in with plank and he always jumps down my throat about this 
Um, not a sexy way to start the college football season with week zero. And I know it's week zero and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, come on. you got to give me something better than um, uh, Illinois and, and Nebraska. Well, I, I needed to get a top 25 team in there. And I needed more games, too. It's like next week <laughs> is the real start of the college football season. This this was like I had one appetizer and then I left without eating dinner. I'm still hungry and I'm, I'm not even close to being full. Well, I could be mistaken, but my understanding is two things. The only teams that are really eligible to play in a normal week zero, uh, you get an extra game on your schedule if you play at Hawaii. It's basically to get teams to go play at Hawaii. Right, right. And so uh, basically if you're not Hawaii or playing Hawaii, uh, generally they don't have you play in week zero and also because of the travel they want to give everybody an extra week. Now Nebraska-Illinois, the reason that game was today was because it was supposed to be overseas, but then of course it was canceled. The the overseas portion of it was canceled because of COVID and travel and all that stuff. So uh, you need to uh, petition to the powers that be in the NCAA because uh, there are very specific reasons why these games happen, but I'm with you. Instead of having uh, LSU, UCLA, Miami, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, all these great games next week could we not have gotten like one of them this week so one i'm with just a little bit just we one some, for crying out loud. real quick i know we got to get to break we got yeah. some great games this weekend ohio state opens at minnesota wisconsin opens against penn state we got some really good games this week my man discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year it's amazing because discover is accepted at 99 percent of the places in the u.s that take credit cards Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Well, come on back. Jason Hershorn stops on by. Uh, of course, covers the Packers, college football, NFL. We got it all covered. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and... Ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Great sports talk radio night. It's really picking up. Torres, let's get right out to our guest is Jason Hershorn. and you could go ahead and tweet him at by underscore jbh. You could check him out at SB Nation. You could check him out at theleap.substack.com. That's theleap.substack.com, a project he's working on. Covers the Green Bay Packers. How you doing tonight, Jason? I'm doing great after that fantastic plug. Thank you, Arnie. <laughs> All right, right off the bat, you know, the, the big news of the day was, and we'll get to the Packers later on, but the big news of the day, rumor comes out that maybe the Miami Dolphins are interested in Deshaun Watson. How could you trade for somebody like that? One, two, why are they doing it? I thought Tua looked good in his last preseason game. So is there something going on in practice that we're not privy to see? What's happening right at this point, Jason? I want to pump the brakes on these reports. Not that I have any reason to doubt the reporting itself, but there are so many factors, as we have discussed multiple times, that, that when, it, when it comes to Deshaun Watson, it's not just that he could face at some point legal charges. The FBI, as we know, is looking into him. It's also that we don't know that the NFL actually wants this sort of thing to go down while all of this is in the air. Right now, the NFL has not done anything to keep Watson out of training camp or out of the preseason, although he has not played. The, the Texans continue to scratch him and presumably will do so as long as he's on the roster, given everything that's going on. But if it looks like Watson is going to be on the move, you, you should see the NFL start to do something in order to, if not dissuade the Dolphins or any other team entirely, at least make it more difficult given the situation that he's in. So you can understand why in a vacuum, a team like the Dolphins, who, you know, they did draft two with the number five overall pick, but they're still in a position where they don't know necessarily what their future is going to be. Why a team like that would be interested in a player of Watson's talent, but mm. you cannot ignore everything that's going on around him. And for that reason, I still don't think a trade pending more information is likely. So, Jason, let me ask a dumb question. If somebody traded for him, would it be the intent of holding him, you know, basically getting him, um, you know, while the, the market is quote unquote low, hoping that the legal issues become fine? Or would the intent to be actually to play him? Because I think something that's being lost in all this, I think you know, Arnie knows, I know, but I think some people forget there's nothing keeping the Texans from playing him other than that it's clear he does not want to play for him. So, play for them. So, what, do you get the sense that teams would trade for him and kind of just hold him out until the legal stuff is cleared out? Or would they actually say, hey, we're playing the Bills? in week one let's learn the playbook 
The reporting suggests that it would be something closer to the latter. That's why you're, you've seen, or particularly from Charles Robinson at Yahoo Sports, saying that the picks would be protected in case something happens with Watson legally. So that suggests that they really think that there's a chance they could play him this year if a trade was to go down. However, the very fact that that is part of the discussion is why ultimately I don't think this is going to happen in the near future. Again, we can learn more. This is a very fluid situation. And there are certainly teams that are willing to overlook a lot of problems when it comes to talented players. And Deshaun Watson is a talented player. But just because there's all these moving parts, I don't think that we should begin thinking of Deshaun Watson as a going concern as it pertains to the first month plus of the season. Uh, Jason, let's get to the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, you, you cover them. What are people saying about Jordan Love now? And especially after today's performance, they lose 19 nothing. but it's not just the loss. He had a pretty decent game, I think, but he had the interception. What are they saying about Jordan Love? If you look at Jordan Love through the lens of a still-developing player who is not going to play meaningful snaps this year, at least as long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy, then I think there's a lot of positives you can take from his performance. He was able to keep the ball moving. He had a couple of really beautiful passes off balance. He was able to pull pull the bills you know, off sides with his hard count. These are all really impressive things given he basically had no real rookie season and he's really getting to the flow for the first time now. If you look at it from the perspective of someone who, in theory, could end up playing in 2021, there are a lot of concerns, and you highlighted one of them, the bad interception. And it, it was more it was a bad decision right, than the interception right. itself. He, you know, there, there was a blown protection, and rather than throw it away or just take the sack and live for second down, he decided to chuck it into the end zone where Micah Hyde was waiting. That is a problem. And that was something that we saw that final year at Utah State with Jordan Love. So I think the Packers are going to focus more on the positives, knowing where his baseline was, and also knowing that he's not likely to play meaningful snaps in the near future. And then, you know, if he's still making those mistakes next preseason, then it's a big concern because we think there's reason to believe that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there anymore. But again, right now, as someone who they're still developing, someone they're still high on, as someone who, most importantly, isn't likely to play in the near future, I think there's more positives you pull from that than negatives. Jason, there's an old adage in the NFL that, you know, guys don't lose their job. There's their, Guys won't lose a starting job because of an injury. But Cam Newton's kind of an interesting deal. He was in COVID protocol this week. He, it was clearly a self-inflicted deal because of the fact that uh, we know based on, on how it went down that he is not vaccinated. Do you think he lost his job this week because he's not vaccinated? And do you think it's fair considering that, again, normally guys, you know, you, you get the benefit of the doubt if you have to miss time, but this one was a little bit self-inflicted? Yeah, I don't know that he lost his job simply because it doesn't seem – terribly likely, even though Mac Jones has played well, that the Patriots want to start out the season with a rookie under center. But I think you bring up a lot of good points. They are certainly frustrated with Cam Newton. I think that came out in the way it was initially reported. I think it came out in the way the Patriots handled the situation after that news came out. It's certainly a case where they do like what Cam Newton can do. He had overall a pretty impressive showing over the course of the preseason, especially that second preseason game. So I think they feel like he can do a lot of damage for them on offense. But you know Bill Belichick, you know that organization likes reliability above everything else. And 
this might not be the last time that Cam Newton or any particular Patriot might run into this sort of issue. And you make that harder on yourself under the NFL's protocols when you are unvaccinated, which he is, as you mentioned. So I, I definitely think it's a real conversation. It's one that they are going to go back and forth on sometime between now and the start of the regular season. I think ultimately will end up being Newton, but that could be a pretty, a pretty short leash given that Mac Jones performs well. And not that we know if he is or isn't vaccinated, but if he is, that's going to give them a strategic advantage over the course of the season. Jason, did any of the preseason games through, uh, you know, through these three weeks make you sit up and take notice of any team or any player? Or did any of them make you say, no, wow, you guys are pretty bad. You're worse than I thought. Or do you just don't care about the preseason? I think the answer to the first two parts of that is the same in a certain sense. The Chicago Bears look like they're having a lot of issues, and it looks like they might have a superstar at quarterback. These two things can be true at the same time. In the preseason game today, I think Justin Fields didn't just show why he's ready to start week one if given the opportunity, but that he's clearly the better choice when it comes to winning for the Bears now. Definitely, there's still things that he needs to learn. He's a rookie quarterback. That would be true for any of them. But there are so many things they can do inside and outside the structure of that offense that very few quarterbacks in the league can do. And I don't know why at this point the Bears would delay the development. There's only so much that he can learn from the sideline, and he's going to be able to develop a lot faster if he's getting those real reps. I don't know that the Bears are going to do that, but I also don't think it's going to be very long either way before we see Justin Fields as the starting quarterback for the Bears. You can check out Jason B.Y. underscore J.B.H. You can go check him out at SB Nation, theleapdog.substack.com. What is that project you're working on, by the way, Jason? It is the only Substack, which is a newsletter that goes directly into your inbox that covers the Green Bay Packers extensively and exclusively. It's a project I do with Peter Bukowski, who I know a lot of your listeners are also familiar with. It's something that we kick off this Monday. So if you are interested, and I very much think you should be, if you have any interest in the Green Bay Packers, you should sign up today at theleap.substack.com. All right, my friend. Thanks a lot. Always appreciate it, Jason. We uh, got the preseason out of the way. We're ready for the start of the regular season. Enjoy that extra little bye week we got coming up, and we'll catch up with you later on, my friend. Are you guys take care, too. Thank right, you, Jason. Take care, Jason Hershow and everybody. Check him on out. Uh, you can tweet him at BY underscore JBH. We'll come back. We'll talk about what we've learned through three weeks of the preseason. Also, a little bit on what's going on with Miami, Deshaun Watson. First, though, here comes the Sager. See what's trending out there. What's going on, the Sager? Good evening, gentlemen. An NFL injury and a preseason game. Baltimore won its exhibition 37-3 at Washington, but running back J.K. Dobbins of the Ravens left early with a knee injury was carted to the locker room. Tests on it tomorrow as knee was hit while the leg was planted. Quarterback Lamar Jackson played one series and was sacked two times and they got him out of there. Buffalo shut out Green Bay 19-0. Josh Allen, two touchdown passes in the first half. Chicago and Tampa Bay with road wins. As for the two late games, Seahawks have a halftime lead of 17-0 over the Chargers and Chase Daniel. In the fourth quarter at Denver, it's Broncos over the Rams 17-12. The Rams quite happily will go 0-3 in the pre 
preseason and not play anybody. New Orleans' home game against Arizona was canceled due to the hurricane. Jacksonville traded quarterback Gardner Minshew to Philadelphia. Carolina released kicker Joey Sly. NASCAR's 400 was at Daytona tonight. Ryan Blaney the winner, the regular season finale for the Cup Series. In college football, home wins for UCLA and Fresno State in openers, and also for Illinois, which led Nebraska 30-9 in the third quarter, beat them 30-22, and there are two games in progress. Halftime, UTEP 20-3 leaders at New Mexico State. Second quarter, San Jose State coming off a good year, 35-7 leaders against Southern Utah. Can you imagine giving that score out like three weeks from now? No. Get the San Jose State-Southern <laughs> Utah score. Yeah, you know how it is on this shift, Arnie. We're going to get Gosh. something a little better than Southern Utah, no offense. BYU-Arizona next week. Uh, okay, yeah. The BYU, Rawr. you had me. The Arizona. Uh, Arizona they still yeah, have a football Arizona. program? Okay. I guarantee a win over BYU. <laughs> I guarantee it. Okay. and Or you are, I'm waiting for. Or, oh, I'll quit. Of course I'll quit. Oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, DeSager, you missed it. Arnie was making fun of his Lakers today with their signing of Rajon Rondo. Why really? Is that such a big deal? You guys Not official till big... next week. He hasn't cleared yeah. waivers I, yet. DeSager, but... I, I said Rondo is a lot like Arnie. Uh, can't shoot. Uh, not <laughs> wow. a good teammate. Basically only good when he passes it off to the other guys around him. So, uh, so. But he was he was crushing it. I said, that's your team, Arnie. So anyway. Haven't you nicknamed your co-host? like playoff A, like he just comes through in the postseason out of nowhere with no expectations whatsoever, oh, right? Geez. Is that what he says when I'm not around? That's right. <laughs> He's never said that to my face. We saw playoff Rondo a year ago. It yeah. actually still exists. we got two major league ball games still going. One of them's on FS1. The Angels now lead the Padres 7-2 in the bottom of the sixth inning, and the Dodgers are tied 2-2 with Colorado in the bottom of the sixth. The Giants have already won again, 5-0 at Atlanta. Cardinals won their game at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh 13 to nothing. Tampa Bay won its sixth straight game. Oakland had lost six in a row until it beat the Yankees 3-2. to two. That ended the Yanks' 13-game winning streak. And Boston on FS1 earlier got a 10-inning win at Cleveland, 5-3. J.D. Martinez, a three-run homer in the top of the 10th. I heard a little of what we were talking about earlier with UCLA as they had their home opener beating up Hawaii today. Next weekend, it is LSU visiting. The attendance was listed today at 33,000. I've looked it up for next Saturday night. General admission tickets are $99 plus fees the more premium level stuff is two to four hundred dollars next saturday night at the rose bowl and lsu's football team is evacuating baton rouge to houston texas because the hurricane's coming and so they're leaving town tonight and the plan is to stay in texas until thursday afternoon and then lsu will fly from houston to southern california for the saturday night game but i've looked at what tickets are available and not many available for the rose bowl next saturday night of course they're not selling any of the end zone seats on either end of the stadium but as for between the goal lines you know if there's say 500 seats in a section they're selling at least 400 out of the 500 of each section it looks like for next week all right back to you all right thanks a lot to sager appreciate that you want to be part of the show real simple aaron underscore torres i'm at stinking genius one um almost three weeks done we got another day to go but pretty much close to three weeks of the preseason done so we're almost finished any player any team cause you concern or make you sit up and go, whoa, whoa, I think I may have underestimated them. And I know it's tough because, you know, a lot of like the Rams, they don't play anybody. It's absolutely ridiculous. They don't they don't get their team.
team ready for any matter of fact they called me up and asked me <laughs> would I like to play today uh but I was busy I mean seriously they they their their philosophy is nothing and meanwhile Tampa Bay uh sends out Tom Brady who goes 11 to 14 for 154 and a touchdown I mean he looks at midseason form like he's 28 years old for crying out loud um I know they were just one and two but I'm thinking the the Buccaneers. Not that I didn't think about it before the season, but I'm thinking again the Buccaneers are, are the are the team to beat, and they're they're going to have the road to uh, the Super Bowl. I, I like what they're looking like, you know. Yes, and so I agree with the Bucks, and they are obviously not only the heavy favorite to win the NFC South, but maybe the entire the whole thing. I want to ask you though about the Saints. Um, yeah. I think we all kind of just. We're like, oh, well, rebuilding the year. Drew Brees is gone. Whatever. Uh, I'm not saying they're better than the Bucs. That's not what I'm saying. The Bucs are the clear favorite in that division. But do you think that ceiling with the New Orleans Saints is higher? Jameis Winston looked really good the other night. Yeah, but I didn't want Jameis Winston to be the starting quarterback. I like Taysom Hill. I'm a big Taysom Hill fan. So um, I thought when they gave him the contract extension to re-sign them with the big money, that for sure he was going to go ahead and be the starter. Uh, and no, I didn't think it was going to be a rebuilding with Drew Brees anyway, who um, didn't really have the best couple last years. Uh, they weren't getting the points up. They had the yardage, um, but not the points up. I don't think, look, I, 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 they'll be a playoff team. I don't think they'll win the division. Um, they may not even push for that division, but um, they'll 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 make a playoff run. There's no doubt about that. They'll be a playoff team. Yeah, they were one I had just kind of given up on. And I listen, Jameis is obviously the guy we know now. Uh, it's official, but even before, I mean, I, I was just very surprised how he looked. On the flip side, you ready to give up on that Jacksonville Jaguars nine wins take that you had all summer long, or what? Yeah, I gave up on that. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm trying to ease out of it very simply, but, but Plank's giving me a tough time on that one. Oh my goodness, there were. Yes. I'm trying to say I'm, I'm downgrading them because they lost. ATN, and but um, nobody's buying that. Yeah, one yeah, yeah. That you they went from nine wins to yes. two because of uh, <laughs> a late first round. I'll tell and you, then, and then I questioned myself, saying, "Oh, I hope I didn't overvalue Trevor Lawrence." I'm already starting to question that kid. He, has, he hasn't taken one snap in the NFL for crying out loud. So I'll tell you a few things. One, yeah. I'm with you in the sense that I did not think they would be this bad. But you know, I was I was filling in with TJ Hushmanzada the day after that Monday night game, and TJ brought up a point. He's like, "Name me one guy." on their team besides Trevor Lawrence that could start for a good team in the NFL. It's really hard to find one, right. per, literally one person. And so, um, you know, I'm not ready to give up on Trevor Lawrence yet, but I'll, I'll tell you, Arnie, you know, it's it's interesting to me because whether it's Mac Jones this year, whether it's Joe Burrow uh, last year, whether it was Tua, whenever these guys come from these big-time programs, we always say, well, you know, yeah, he's good, but, well, uh, look at how much talent was around him. I mean, Trevor Lawrence played – uh, basically, uh, if if he played a 13-14 game schedule, he played 11 or 12 cupcakes a year. Now, I will say he was great against Alabama as a freshman. He was great against Ohio State as a sophomore. But, um, you know, we, we all just kind of said, oh, oh, the rules don't apply to him. You know, we're going to criticize Joe Burrow for this, Mac Jones for that, Tua for this. Uh, and But Trevor Lawrence, yeah, it's no big deal that he played against nobody and had all these guys around him. So I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. I, I just think it's going to be a much— well, Wait a minute. When you say you still believe in Trevor Lawrence, of course we all still believe in Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't taken a snap. But it sounds like you're downgrading him from— um, the Hall of Fame already, which I already put him in, to let's pump the brakes. He might not be as great as we thought he was, you know? It's just something to consider. I, I don't know that I feel that way, 
But I think it's a fair conversation to have, right? Like the whole thing with Mac Jones, everybody, I was I was in for four straight days and everybody wants to tear this guy down. Well, look at who he played with at Alabama. It's like, well, look at who's, who Joe Burrow played with at LSU. Nobody was saying don't take Joe Burrow number one overall. Look at who tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence played with at Clemson. Nobody said don't tra- take Trevor Lawrence number one overall. So I, I don't believe that, like as an opinion, I don't believe that. Like I don't believe that he was only good because they played bad teams and he had more talent. But I don't think it's inconceivable to have that opinion if you do. I'm more in wait-and-see mode. I'm not a preseason Hall of Fame guy for very many guys. I, I did put Mac Jones in the preseason Hall of Fame uh, <laughs> this week, by the way. he uh, First ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, you know He has a very nice bust going into Canton. I don't know if the preseason Hall of Fame is also in Canton, but uh, I gave his induction speech after uh, what he did in that closed-door practice with the Giants. So, Have you watched um, any Trevor Lawrence? I'm just kind of curious what you're thinking about him. Um, you know, again, it is preseason. I saw a little bit of his last game. You know, he came up short, throwing short of the first downs and stuff like that. But then again, that's that's not his fault. He's certainly tough enough and big enough and, and has the rightful arm. I, I can't wait to see what he does in the regular season and how good he really is because I already had him as a all pro. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just in love with the guy, which is why I had Jacksonville winning nine games this year. From the, you know, yes, because they had Urban Meyer too. So I figured the two of them would be able to overcome stuff and, and, get, and especially with the Texans being so damn lousy. Well, yeah. And so, no, I mean, I mean listen, I, well, what I would say is I, I did watch that Monday night game. I didn't think he looked very good. I mean, part of it was he didn't have any time in the pocket. I get all that. Um, but when he did have time, I thought he was uh, antsy. I, I thought he overthrew, underthrew. He just hasn't looked as good as I thought. But I'm not ready to give up on him off two preseason games. Yeah. Uh, I, I do, I'm ready to give up on the team after two preseason games. Yeah. I'm not ready to give up on Trevor Lawrence, though. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. When we come back, we'll finish out the hour. We'll check in on some of these late games going on. A lot of late games happening. So that's coming up next uh, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that! Shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and...
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio, Great Sports Talk Radio United. It's like the calm before the storm. Still some games going on. Uh, final preseason game, Broncos 17-12 over the Rams. Three minutes left in that one. So we'll see if the Broncos can run out the clock and win that. Rams will go 0-3, and they don't care. Seahawks up 17-0 over the Chargers. 11 minutes in that one. Little college football, Torres. Uh, UTEP leading New Mexico State 27-3. I'm going to go 4-0 on Ooh. my college football picks. That's that's not bad. Huh? Not too shabby. You know, you got to stay humble. We all know how gambling no. works. The second that you start bragging, you go out, you, you get ice cold. It happens well, to all of us. So. Well, Tom just tweeted in, Arnie's Nebraska-Illinois pick last night was money. I said, I don't want the seven. I don't need the seven. I'll take the seven. I had Illinois upsetting Nebraska, which is exactly what did that. That was my upset special uh, number one, and then Dragon Slayer says, "How about a pick of the Jaguars Cowboys game tomorrow?" Jeez, I don't even know. Cowboys are those are your teams. I mean, my pick is that whatever you pick, you're going to go against a week later. Since you picked the the Cowboys wow. to win the Super Bowl last year, and then you bailed on that, and then you picked the Jaguars to win nine games, and you've already bailed on that. Jacksonville's a four point favorite in that one. I would have to take the Cowboys though. Jacksonville really wants to win. What do you think about what's going on with Noodle Arm Dak Prescott? What do you think about that whole situation? Noodle Arm Dak Prescott. Yeah. What is the latest? Is there anything new? I mean, he was <laughs> yeah. Know. He he threw what was it before the game, after the game, during the game, right around the game, and uh, like forty nine of his fifty passes were the best passes in football history. So uh, like his Noodle Arm is all better, but I don't believe that for a second. Matter of fact, if I told you you had to withdraw all your money and bet it on the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, would you bet Dak over uh, 15 games that he'll play in this year? I would bet over 15 games. I don't know how he'll perform. I thought you were going to ask if I would bet on them to win the division. And I don't know who I would bet besides them. I I don't like Washington, uh, you know, going seven to nine last year and winning the division. So I don't know who I would bet. But no, it's it's a bizarre deal. And what makes it tough, Arnie, is just this new world that we live in where guys don't play in the preseason. So we have no idea. Are they really hiding something? Is everything okay? Well, they got to be hiding something, Aaron. I mean, my goodness, they didn't play him in. Uh, in any of the preseason games, his, his, he's got this, let's look into doctors, what's going on with the noodle arm. He wouldn't even throw the ball back in 
practice. And then next thing you know, an hour later, it's like, no, 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 I'm okay. I'll throw it back. I mean, everything's, <laughs> everything's fine. I'm, I'm okay. I, I don't even know what the hell's going on here. You know, it's, it's like a big secret. Yeah, we got to get Dr. Chow on or something like that because obviously when he got hurt last year, it was an ankle and a lower body injury, and that shouldn't you know, that shouldn't weaken your arm in any way. I mean, there's there's times where, you know, if you have a shoulder injury and you can't throw or something, you have an elbow surgery and you can't throw, this is not that. And that's the part that kind of confuses me, as you would think, even if he was in a walking boot, can't stand, whatever, that he would still be doing some sort of throwing program. So very strange, and I think it goes without saying, forget just the financial commitment. I mean, uh, we saw what the Cowboys looked like without Dak Prescott uh-huh. last year. And, and by the way, I mean, part of it was the defense was terrible but even still we saw what they look like without Dak Prescott and it was a complete disaster and so they need him they're paying him a lot and he better be good to go do you think that maybe we're just panicking for no reason whatsoever because if the Cowboys really knew that something was wrong wouldn't they have gone ahead and make sure they've traded for a backup quarterback by now or are they just going to wait for the waiver wire you think they would have went hey we can't sit around and wait this guy's got noodle arm we got to go and get somebody out there but he's not going to make it this year You'd think so. You'd think so. I mean, apparently Gardner Minshew was available. So right, there you go there. So, so yeah. it's not as though guys are not available. So, yes, I, I am very surprised. I'm just surprised that, that we can't get any information at all, and the information we get is weird. And it's one of those things, listen, it, it, you know, game week is coming up here pretty soon. I mean, I know there's still a little bit of time, but obviously they play on that, that first Thursday night. So we're going to find out really quick, is he even playing and how healthy is he? But this is like a fascinating story that I can't believe that we can't get better information on tell me you don't love tampa in that first thursday night game against them that they're not going to go ahead and just chew up the dallas cowboys left and right i believe that they will yes by the way it is kind of i was talking about that this week is it is crazy how quickly we've all flipped on tampa i mean they were at one point seven and five last year going into that bye week and then they obviously rip off i i get it they rip off four straight wins to close the regular season and then four straight wins in the playoffs but now it's like well they're obviously the favorite it's like they were seven and five in the middle of november last year it's crazy how quick that flipped but a hard schedule, no preseason, no, yes, that's uh, no getting acclimated with this new team. But a lot of teams, that's not just an excuse. Uh, a lot of teams had to deal with that. They just uh, started to click after that 7-5 uh, and five start. So, And the defense really came alive. We know that. They, the, the defense is the reason why they won last year, and the defense will be the reason why they go back to the Super Bowl to face my Miami Dolphins this year. All right, hour one in the like the way I squeeze that in there. I hour sure one did. in the books. You want to get in for hour number two, start doing it now. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. DeSager will join us later on this hour. More in college football and the NFL next here on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, in on a Saturday night. Navian, for endless hot water, choose Navian. Get all the hot water you need for as long as you need it. Right now, save hundreds on a new Navian tankless water heater with local rebates. Visit tankless.com, made simple. Tankless.com, made simple. 
This is uh, Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier uh, here on a busy Saturday night. So, Arnie, obviously today is day one of the college football season. Fired up that we had college football. Week zero. Week zero. Week zero, day one. It's the same thing, baby. Let's go. But uh, as much as I would love to sit here and break down Nebraska-Illinois all night with you, and you know I would. Of course. There is some NFL news that that is actually relevant not to, you know, preseason and all that stuff, but uh, we got a sort of an update on Deshaun Watson today, and so uh, Jason Hershorn joined us last hour, and he talked a little bit about it. But earlier today, Charles Robinson from Yahoo came out with a report that basically said that uh, despite what some people believe that there's no trade market for Deshaun Watson right now, I have been on that for a long time. It appears as though there is some activity as basically the Dolphins have emerged as a front runner uh, in in terms of other teams that are possibly in the mix. The Broncos and Eagles as well as Panthers could be there. But most importantly, these teams want some pick protection in case something bad happens uh, in terms of the legal system with Deshaun Watson. So you and I are not lawyers. We don't have to break down the legal stuff. But what do you believe is going on right now? Do you believe that teams are actually going to be willing to trade for Deshaun Watson in this situation that he's in right now? Because you might be able to get him at a little bit of a discount, although Charles Robinson says that that the, the Texans are still asking for the world for him. But there's also a chance he could give up a lot with the possibility that he never plays for you. So what would you make of the report today? There was so many uh, there was so many things about this report that I did not believe. Okay. Um. First of all, I did not believe that the Texans were asking three number one picks, three first round picks, and two first round. Uh, excuse me, three first round picks and two second round picks. I'm like the nerve of them. Why the nerve of them? Well, because they're not going to. They're not even going to get close to get something like that. I don't believe they would be unless they're. You're just asking for. That's like me saying I want to sell you my Bronco for a million dollars. Um, it's 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 not even realistic. It's 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 just fantasy world uh, especially with what's being labeled with him right now nobody's going to give you three first round picks and two second round picks and it's just not going to happen that is a pipe dream um two what i didn't believe is that anybody would want this guy with the legal uh, ramifications hanging over his head um mo- no i'm not an attorney but morally how could you want this guy to play for your team i'm not I, look i'm a dolphin fan i i don't want him quarterback in the Dolphins I'd rather lose before I have somebody of his character be quarterback in the Dolphins I'd rather I'd rather go ahead and go with Tua and sink or swim with him before I'd go with Deshaun Watson um I don't believe this report nothing against Charles Robinson I'm just hoping it was a bad report or a wrong report or whatever it was um and by the way so close to the start of the season uh, coming off where Tua had a really good game in his last preseason game, so maybe that doesn't mean much, but it isn't like he's struggling out there. I, I either don't want to believe it or I, I just don't want it to happen, but I, I think it's horrible. Well, I think there's a number of different variables that, that are going into this, and one of them that I think you bring up is a really interesting one that, that I don't think – uh, a lot of people are discussing right now. I think we we have this idea of the the conversation being: Do you trade for him with the pending legal stuff? Is it too much? But I think the the conversation that fascinates me is exactly what you just said. Do fan bases even want this guy right now with this black cloud hanging over his head? Not saying he did anything. He has the right to a fair process legally like everybody else does. But when you talk about bringing a guy into your organization, ultimately a guy that is going to be the face of your franchise if he is ultimately cleared, 
I just think that's a slippery slope where you're probably already a bad team. You're giving up a bunch of capital because, by the way, the teams that want to trade for him outside of the Dolphins are, are not projected to be very good this year. The right, Eagles, right. Broncos, and Panthers. So your team already stinks. Then you're putting in a, you're putting you're in a position where if you're the Eagles, you have a young quarterback. You bring up the fact that the Dolphins have a young quarterback. The Panthers are trying to figure out if Sam Darnold's the guy. Um, so you have that element to it. But then just imagine a guy that's not even playing for you. You have to ask. You have to answer to the media in terms of one: is he going to play? Two: Why did you trade for him? Three: What do you do? You know something that we don't know. Right. right. And then I would also add. Um, there's a possibility that he could play this year. There's nothing that the NFL is saying that he can't play. So that's my other thing, which which is another conversation. But I just think it's fascinating to think about the the cities and the fan bases and how they would react if they if a team does in fact trade for Deshaun Watson. Well, th- let me ask you this: Let's just assume everything's on the up and up, and the Texans' front office and their brass don't know what's happening with the lawsuits and and the case we don't know what's happening okay so let's let's just go put that on the back burner for one second but it's still looming right you know something's going to happen you don't know if he's going to get off if he's going to be found guilty if it's going to go to trial if he's going to settle lawsuits um you know privately we don't know how it's going to go if you were the texans what would you take for Deshaun Watson, because I know if you offered me one first round pick, he's gone. If you offered me two second round picks, he's gone. Two I don't want second that, round picks. I don't. I don't want that headache. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want him on my team. If I'm the Texans, I the first halfway decent offer, he is gone. One first round pick, two second round picks. I don't care. That pending lawsuit over his head, his, his I, I, I'm not going to keep him on my team and not play him, which is what's going on right now, and 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 do nothing about it. If he's got to be gone, he's got to be gone. I know two second round picks sound um, desperate. But I don't want him on my team anymore. What would you take for him right now if you were the Texans? Well, and that's I'm not gonna I'm gonna duck the question, but I think that's kind of the fascinating element of all this. So let's put aside what I just discussed: the possibility right. of frustrated fans picketing in in the streets, whatever. Um, it's also kind of this weird chicken and the egg thing of you know if you're the Texans and you know you believe there's any possibility that this the, these allegations could be true. Get rid of them and get what you can right. uh, before something comes up. But then on the flip side, if you truly believe that he's innocent and that the whole organization has stood by him throughout all of this, then you say we can't just give him up for two second round picks or uh, a first and a third. We have to get what he would, what we would get uh, if there was no legal problem. And then I think from the other team's perspective, I, I understand where they're saying, "Wait a second, now we're not going to give up an arm and a leg. We have to protect ourselves." So that to me is the interesting element. To answer your question. I believe that, listen, the Texas is going to be terrible anyway. Right. I would not give him up. I would not give him, unless I had reason to believe that uh, some of the allegations are true, no, that he no, may no, never you don't have that info. You don't have that information. You, I agree. You know exactly then, what then you I know tra- right I, now. Then I would yeah. not trade him for anything less than a reasonable package. I mean, uh, first round pick. I would if you gave me if you guaranteed me a, a pick in the in the top ten or the top five of next year's draft. I'm good to go. One pick. That's it. I'm good to go. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to get more. 
I would. Um, and by the way, I still, and I filled in with a million guys this week, and we're, yeah. Bucky Brooks and I were talking about this, I still don't understand why he's not playing. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't. I, if you're going to bring him to camp and you're going to make all the coaches answer questions about him and the players answer questions about him, I'm sorry. I don't care about your feelings, Deshaun Watson. You're playing. Otherwise, I actually think the Texans are doing themselves as an organization a disservice. I would do the opposite. I would send him home. I would release a statement. I would say, we trust Deshaun Watson. You know, we, we believe in Deshaun Watson. We believe that he has a fair right to uh, to a fair trial and a fair legal system. But he's been very public that he doesn't want to play for this organization. He doesn't want to play. We're waiting for the legal process to play out. He can't be around this team. So to me, like that, that is if he if he if I just wouldn't have him in camp. But if you're going to trade him, if you're going to listen to offers, I need something better than just one first well, rounder because he's a he's a franchise quarterback. If all they'll this stuff. ask you about him every time there's a pro, what's going on with Deshaun Watson? When's he coming back to practice? When's he coming that's, back? That's to the what team? I would say. I would well, say until the legal process plays itself out, well, he will when, not. He will not a month, be on a week, a year. I mean, who knows how long that it could take? But years what, for this but legal what is the point of having him there? It for, it's the exact same thing. Only now you have to answer questions while he's there and not playing and collecting a paycheck. Aaron, the problem with the Texans is they think they're going to get a premium price for a car um, and they have a nice car, but it's got some dents and a, a little thing that need repairs, so you don't get a premium price. And that's what's going on with Deshaun Watson. You don't deserve the two first-round picks because of what's going on with his pending legal battle. You have to go ahead, unless you just want to wait till the legal battle's over, hopefully it comes out on his side, and then you trade him and get the full, uh, the, the full amount. I don't see that coming for a long time, though. This thing's not going to be settled for a while. That's why. And that's why, to me, I just I can't have him around my team. Is that uh, it, unless you want to play Deshaun, you want to do this thing where you think you need to be traded? Well, guess what? You have no trade value right now because of what is going on. So you don't you want him go around the team, but you want three first round picks and two second round picks. But you don't want him around the team. Good what does one have that, to do with know? the other? I don't well, understand. Well, just a, because it, it, it's. Look how. It, you don't even want him around the facility, but you want the a king's ransom for him. It's just not going to happen. It, nobody's going to give you that. It's a joke. Absolute well, part joke. of it is well, part of it is negotiation. I mean, come on, like yes, I it, know that. And right. so, and I know you know that. But so, part of it is that. But I just think, first of all, I think the Texans have bungled this. Uh, I do, I actually weirdly defended Sean Watson when he kind of snapped at the reporters, basically like, well, "What do you guys want from me?" I, I, it's the same thing every day. It's like he shouldn't be there. But uh, so, I, I guess what I guess to get back to the trade stuff, though, it sounds as though you do not believe that a trade is imminent with Deshaun Watson. Is that I fair don't to say? Think so. I mean, I'd like to. See you called Charles Robinson a liar, Arnie. No, so. I'm not going to call <laughs> no, him. I, I mean, kidding. you don't, you can't, uh, you know, believe every report out there, and sometimes they don't turn out. I mean, they're, they're, who knows? Maybe there's interest in the Dolphins. Um, interest was like at one percent. Uh, I don't know why. Like I said, Tua was coming off a pretty good preseason game. I know that doesn't mean a oh heck of a lot. It's just preseason. But he isn't, you know, showing you like, oh my goodness, this guy's uh, still having problems learning the offense. Um, we better make a move. I don't know what he does in practice, but you do hear good things coming from it. I, I, I just don't know what the desperation is to get somebody like Deshaun Watson. And by the way, this is not the first Let time me, we've heard this rumor. Can I this can I jump a, in there real quick? Yeah, too. yeah, go ahead. So again, first of all, you're gonna have to give up something to get Deshaun Watson. And you're not going to play him until the legal process plays out. So, I mean, I guess in theory, if Tua plays well, you can trade him for something. But imagine if you trade for Deshaun Watson, you give up a bunch of stuff, and Tua plays well. Then what do you do? So that's the part that, it, like... Well, that, he'd, he'd have to be part of the trade, I'm assuming. 
Fair. Um, yeah, but it doesn't I'm, I'm say, I don't know if the Texans want him. But my, my point is that you wanted – this, this rumor's been around for a long, long time. The Dolphins didn't pull the trigger. What makes this rumor resurfacing now all of a sudden, you know? I think that's totally fair. I mean, I'm trying to piece together what would have made it resurface. I guess just nothing. The, oh well, that's. I mean, Charles Robinson's a good reporter. I mean, he's a well-respected reporter. But again, Tua didn't play bad. It isn't like there was some uh, pending legal action that went into Sean Watson's favor. Uh, he didn't play in any preseason game and look great in it. Nothing went in his favor to go ahead and restart these rumors. Well, and that's it's it's, a, it's an interesting point by you. I'm trying to see if there's anything that would lead to this being dropped at this particular time, but I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just weird. It's just weird because it's been so quiet, and I still believe I, I don't believe he's getting traded. I, I'm actually with you on that. I'm not saying that the rumors don't have any validity, but I guess what I would also say is just kind of this idea that um, I just don't think teams are going to give up anything that the Texans want to get Deshaun Watson, and I don't think the, the Texans are going to give him away for anything. So. Well, I, I don't believe in the rumors out there. I don't believe there is any validity to it. And like I said, this, has been, this is not the first weekend we've heard about this. This has been going on for a while. And the Dolphins, if the Dolphins were ever going to trade for Deshaun Watson, I think it would have come before the preseason. By the way, how long do you think it would take him to get up to, to snuff with the Dolphins if you traded for him today? Um, it isn't like the Dolphins are going to go 17-0 and 0 or, or something like that. Matter of fact, the over on the Dolphins, over on the Dolphins, what, 9.5? So a lot of people thinking or predicting 10-7. and 7. If you got Deshaun Watson, do you think you're going to go 11-6, and 12-5, and 13-4? How much better are you going to be than 10-7 and 7 if that's what uh, Tua leads him to? Well, and that's the that's the interesting point. I mean, to me, I look at it, I mean, guys guys sign as free agents all the time uh, and are playing a week or two later, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded for him, how quickly he could get up to speed. I just don't think, one, he's getting traded, and two, uh, I don't think if, if anybody trades for him that they're going to play him. This is Fox Sports Radio, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, in on a Saturday night. Coming up, a lot of confusion with Deshaun Watson, maybe some confusion in New England as well. Cam Newton, Mac Jones, who's going to be the start of week one? We'll find out. This is Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- 
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio, Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres in on a Saturday night. Make sure you're following Arnie on Twitter, at Genius one I am at Aaron underscore Torres. So, Arnie, another another, uh, topic. I I actually genuinely want your opinion on this one on, which is very rare. uh, Wow. (laughs) Now, what was the reaction? So, in New England this week, and I'll just do the quick setup, and then I want you to take it from there. Uh, Cam Newton, we all think or we all thought was going to be the week one starter. I still think to a degree he is. Uh, But he's in COVID protocol all week because, obviously, he he travels. There's a weird mix-up. But when he has to test while traveling, uh, the only situation where he would have to do that is if he is unvaccinated. And so he is unvaccinated. He has to go into COVID protocol. There's about five days where he doesn't practice. I think four, he came back late Thursday, whatever. But Mac Jones in a closed door scrimmage against the New York Giants, first team defense, by the way, goes 25 of 28, 18 straight completions and balls out. And so what was the reaction in New England this week? Do you think that Cam Newton lost his job essentially because he chose not to get vaccinated? No, he, he didn't lose his job. He should have lost his job, and I thought he was going to lose his job. And Bill Belichick gave us the impression that he was going to lose his job. Matter of fact, I think one of the reporters asked him, does this open up the door uh, for Mac Jones? And he said it it, it does or it is or, or something to that effect. I don't know the exact Quote on this, first of all, you're right. When he had the Wednesday practice, and I'm talking about Mac Jones, he was phenomenal. People were like, okay, that solidifies it. He's going to be the starting quarterback. Now, Cam comes back on Thursday, and what does Bill Belichick do? He puts him right to the first-team reps and lets him become, you know, in all essence, the starting quarterback. And the same thing happened uh, the next day in practice on Friday where Cam took reps with the first string. I believe Cam's going to be the starting quarterback. That's a mistake. Uh, I, I don't you think, think it's a mistake a, to let him start week one or just in general. I think it's a mistake to let him start in general. I don't see more than a five or six win team, even at best. Even if you think they're going to win eight or nine, they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Cam is not the future. Mac Jones is the future. And Mac Jones already shows that the kid's co- uh, capable of, of leading the Patriots, at least in preseason. He's shown that he's capable of doing it. Again, I know the games don't mean anything, but you got to use it as some uh, jumping-off point. The kid looks good. I think I've got to turn over the team to him, but Belichick doesn't want to. He wants Cam to be the starter. 
that's going to be his downfall because Cam can't throw the ball, the ball downfield. He doesn't scare anybody. He's not going to lead a potent offense. So I, I don't think it's going to be a good year for them, but that that's where I stand. I thought he was um, going to be the backup, and now it looks like he'll be the starter again. Why do you think that Belichick continues to have faith in Cam? Is it just that he's a vet, that he doesn't want to throw Mac Jones to the fire, he doesn't trust a rookie? What do you think it is? Maybe he just doesn't want to throw Mac Jones to the fire. Also, um, if they were going to make a switch at quarterback, I've always said this, it's going to be after week four when Tom Brady comes into town sure. with his Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You certainly don't want uh, – I think Belichick doesn't want um, – Mac Jones playing in that game. I think he wants to go ahead and wait to see how the first four games go with Cam. And if they have a decent record or they're three and one, then he knows what he's got in, in them. If they're one and three and or, or oh and four, then maybe you make the switch after that. But um, Belichick has confidence in Cam. He had confidence in him last year and he's staying with him. So I'll give him credit for that. But I, he's got more confidence in Cam than I have. That's for sure. All right. I want to switch gears really quickly. And I hate doing the COVID vaccine, non-vaccine thing. But I do have a question for you. This week, so Cam Newton obviously is a different deal. He is unvaccinated. But this week we had the Tennessee Titans, uh, Ryan Tannehill, is out with COVID protocol after right. testing positive. He is double vaccinated. Head coach, Mike Vrabel, out because he tested positive, double vaccinated. Do you think it's time to change the policy for the NFL? Because Meaning what? Not testing? I, I, You know, and here's the thing. I don't think that would ever pass because there's something called the players union, and I don't think the players don't want to get tested. But I just think it's easy to sit here and say it's no big deal, it's this and that. Imagine if it's week 16 and the Titans are playing to win the division and get, get a first-round bye – and Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel both test positive. They're not. They're fully vaccinated. They have no symptoms, and they're not allowed to play. I just, I look at this, and and I understand there's got to be a different set of rules for guys that are vaccinated. I think it's time to change the rules for the guys that are va- guys that are unvaccinated. I mean, I think it's time to change the rules for the guys that are vaccinated. I really do. Well, what rule are you talking about? Not being tested is that the rule that you want to to change? I will say this. I don't think testing every 14 days makes any sense at all for vaccinated players. Let me explain why. If it's really about keeping COVID out of the locker room and we have to test, then we should probably test more than every 14 days for guys that are vaccinated because a guy could have the virus for a week, be spreading it, and not even get tested. So that that's on the one side. On the other side, um, you know, if you if you care so much, then then move up the vaccinations. But if it's really about protecting the business and making sure that guys don't miss games – then don't test them at all. I know. Well, but Go ahead. you know, you, you've backed me into a corner Ooh. when you say, well, when you say, you know, if, if a guy comes down, he's been vaccinated, but he has COVID, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to say, well, that's not fair. He was vaccinated. I'm sorry that you got COVID. I'm going to let him play in the game. Of course you can't. That That's impossible. But you if can't you, do that. But if there's, there's no way you can do that's not an option. So you, you've leave, you left me with no options. Aaron is what you've done. You you're like you want door number one or door number one. Well, <laughs> well you've yeah. given me no options, so I've got to go ahead and, and bench the guy. Well, and that I mean, my whole thing is, and it goes back to, and I've said this since Chris Paul got uh, not wasn't allowed to play for whatever it was, game one and two of the Western Conference Finals. I think it was. You're doing this to protect guys that aren't protecting themselves. And so if the argument is, well, it's going to spread, well, 
all the guys on the field are vaccinated, so we're good there. And then the guys that are unvaccinated know the risk. And so now I my 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 only contention, and I understand why it can't be done, is that the players are of course in contact with other people when they leave the facility. They're in contact with kids and wives and potentially parents and grandparents. And so I get all that. I just think it's going to be a disaster. I don't know what the answer is, Arnie. But I think it's going to be a disaster. The idea that the the that the vaccine is not going to uh, is going to prevent positive tests, it just didn't happen, and it feels like they never took that into consideration when making this policy. Well, help me back up to last year in August. We've certainly had more um, outbreaks all over the place, and teams being in jeopardy, and this team and that team. Then we do this year. This year, um, you know, we heard the couple of guys on Buffalo. What's going on with Tennessee? Uh, Cam Newton, but not a whole bunch, not a whole heck of a lot like it was last year, right, Aaron? I mean, it was like every day, okay, what's the what's the COVID list today? Who got it? And how many people have to be isolated, you know? Well, and here is my concern when people say that. It's like, well, it's, it's still better than last year. You also have to understand that the world's a lot different than last year in another way as well, Arnie, is, and we heard the, t- the Tampa Bay Bucks come out t- this week and basically said, Bruce Arians is like, we have the same policies on the road that we did last year. No family traveling with the team, no family staying in the hotels, business trip, whatever. I do believe, though, I think it's going to be harder to keep guys in and staying out of trouble once they leave the facility. And I'm not saying football players are bad guys and they're going to go crazy, but they spent all last year in a bubble. This year, they're vaccinated. They don't want to do that. They want to go out and celebrate after a win. They want to spend time with their family. They want to see their friends. They want to hang out at each other's houses. And so that, to me, is where I understand the idea that last year uh, we didn't have a vaccine and there were outbreaks. This year, it's a different set of rules, though, and restaurants are open and nightclubs are open and all that stuff. So I just think it's going to be a fascinating deal to try to keep this under control. Again, I'm not claiming that I have the answer but it's clear that the policies that were put into place were under the uh, assumption that you can't test positive once you get the vaccine, and that is not true. No, that's not true, but there's you know, there's not a lot of them. I don't have the percentages. I'm not a doctor. I'm just um, telling you, like listen, that, Arnie, though. I'm just telling you. Yeah. It, I'm just telling you right now. I mean, this Tennessee Titans thing happens in week four. Just imagine there's going to be outrage. Like, like they test positive, they're, they're vaccinated, they have no symptoms. People are going to be mad. I'm just saying, uh, but we can continue this conversation. I want to get to Steve DeSager right now, though, with What's Trending. And there we go. Gentlemen, uh, we will get to the NFL exhibition game injury of the Ravens starting running back. But related to that, I saw a tweet from a fan that says this. I told my grandma I'm upset that J.K. Dobbins got hurt today. She doesn't know who my friend is, but said when she goes to church tomorrow, she'll pray for my friend. She thinks I'm friends with J.K. Dobbins. My grandma is the sweetest. (laughs) I like that. I I love that. Well, we have an NFL exhibition game ongoing. It's about nine minutes left at Seattle. Seahawks 27-0 over the Chargers. Just end it. Running time on that one. Exactly. This is Seattle with quarterbacks Geno Smith and Sean Mannion tonight against the Chargers with quarterbacks Chase Daniel and Easton Stick tonight. The Baltimore win was 37-3 at Washington, but the news is running back J.K. Dobbins left early with a knee injury. His knee was hit while the leg was planted. He was carted to the locker room. Tests coming tomorrow. The New Orleans home game against Arizona was canceled due to the hurricane. New Orleans headed to Dallas, maybe practicing there. Meanwhile, LSU is evacuating to Houston. They will practice there. LSU will leave Houston Thursday for Southern California. They're playing on Fox TV at UCLA. 
UCLA next Saturday night. Ooh. Plenty of good matchups in college football openers next Saturday. As far as today, the so-called week zero. Uh. Thank you. I I didn't have that as a a drop, as a sound effect to play, but that's, that's pretty much all we needed. Thank you. We had five college football games on the slate, and it's five blowouts. Right now at San Jose State, under six minutes to go. Third quarter, it's 45-14, Spartans over Southern Utah. And early fourth quarter, UTEP leads 30-3 at New Mexico State. Fresno State shut out Connecticut 45-0. UCLA beat Hawaii 44-10. Illinois was up on Nebraska 30-9 in the third quarter. 30 to 22, the final. Oof. Bryson DeChambeau is tied for the three-stroke lead with Patrick Cantlay in Maryland, Rory McIlroy and Sergio Garcia, each four back. DeChambeau, the guy who shot 60 yesterday. NASCAR's 400 was at Daytona tonight. Ryan Blaney, the winner. This was the regular season finale for the Cup Series. Tyler Reddick got the final playoff berth. Austin Dillon did not. To Major League Baseball, just two ball games still going at Dodger Stadium. L.A. has just taken the lead on Will Smith's bases loaded single. Two RBIs, Dodgers 4-2 over the Rockies in the bottom of the eighth inning. And there's a game on FS1 in Anaheim. The Angels are dominating the Padres 10-2 in the bottom of the eighth. Giants already won 5-0 at Atlanta. The Giants are first in the NOS. Looks like they'll stay two and a half games over the Dodgers. The Atlanta Braves are first in the NL East. They were five and a half games up on the Phillies coming in. But the Phillies did win their game 7-0 over Arizona. The Oakland A's are still three and a half games out of the final AL wildcard spot behind Boston. The Red Sox got a 10th inning homer and won 5-3 at Cleveland. J.D. Martinez, the late three-run shot, he had three hits. Kyle Schwarber, who's with Boston, had three hits, including a first inning homer. Cleveland left left 13 men on base. Oakland beat the Yankees 3-2. That ends the Yanks' 13-game winning streak. And it ends Oakland's six-game losing streak. Aaron Judge of New York did have a two-run homer top of the ninth. He had three hits, but the rest of the team was two for 27. I mentioned the A's still three and a half games out for the last wild card. Seattle now five and a half out. Seattle lost at home 4-2 to Kansas City. Mariners left 13 men on base. Salvador Perez of the Royals with his 37th homer. Four straight games with a homer for him. Toronto in 10 innings won 3-2 at Detroit. And Miami beat Cincinnati 6-1. Marlins with five runs in the first inning. The Reds lead for the final NL wildcard spot. Looks like it'll still be two games up on San Diego. But St. Louis is only three and a half back for the last wildcard. Cardinals won 13-0 at Pittsburgh. Back to you. Thank you, Steve DeSager. This is Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier here in on a Saturday night. Arnie, got an interesting tweet. I want to go back to the Deshaun Watson thing for a second. So Deshaun Watson, for people who missed it, Report out of Yahoo is that four teams are now starting to engage the Dol- or the Texans, excuse me, in a potential trade for Deshaun Watson. The Texans are asking for a ton, but the teams are the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Eagles, and the Panthers. And so you and I were talking, and I think you and I both agree that it, nothing has really changed. the The legal process is going to be a while. And so, what could have prompted this report coming out today? Blake checks in, assumingly from Texas, who says the rumors have to be coming from Texas for the very reason you guys are talking about. And he puts in some quotes: "We can't just keep paying this guy to hang out. So the team has to start a last-ditch effort to create interest in him." Do you buy that at all as a potential reason that this report came out today, Arnie? Well, that, that's what I said. You can't just pay him to hang out. You're paying him a boatload of money. Um, you should have moved them earlier if you could. You got to take what you can. I don't th- want to hear about this. Is all negotiation? 
um, three first-round picks and two second-round picks? No, you're not even in the same ballpark. If I heard that, I'm not even picking up the phone to give you a call when you start with something so stupid like that. Ooh. Um, really. It's like, like I said, Aaron, if you want to buy my Bronco, I'm selling it for a million dollars. Well, you're not even going to – you're just going to laugh. It, it It's just so overvalued for a guy. Look, he's a good – even when he's on top of his game, I don't know if I'd give up three first-round picks and two second-round picks. And now he's got the the legal issue, and, and it looks pretty bad. It's not just a, something you think may go away. Nobody could be thinking of that. This thing's going to be around a long, long time. So you know if you get him, you're going to have to play him – with the legal issues hanging over his head because there's no way it's going to be decided by the start of the season if you trade for him. So I I, I don't understand where it came from, but there's no way I'm doing this, that's for sure. Well, and yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't care who the team is. I just don't think you can trade for him, giving up basically anything, not knowing his future. And then, like I said, there's two teams that do have young quarterbacks that they reportedly, supposedly believe in, uh, in the Eagles and the uh, Miami Dolphins. By the way, the Eagles trading for Gardner Minshew today, so that makes that, that, that story that much weirder and maybe call it into question a little bit. No disrespect to the reporter, but uh, it does make it call into question a little bit. Really quickly, I wanted your take, Arnie, on, on one other topic that came up this week that I I thought was kind of interesting, kind of funny um, is this report. It really started about, I don't know, seven, eight days ago. ESPN puts out a report that uh, a couple front office people believe that the league is finally catching up to Lamar Jackson. Uh, And Lamar Jackson said, yeah, I don't really think so. So do you believe that admittedly Lamar Jackson's stats were a little bit down last year? That was also, of course, coming off of an MVP season. Do you believe at all that the league is, in fact, catching up to Lamar Jackson? No. I, I First of all, I just don't think he has the best accuracy in the world. So um, that's that's always going to be his detriment out there. No, I don't think, um, you know, like they're saying, okay, uh, we figured him out. Well, what's to figure out? He's super fast. He's evasive. Um, what did you do? Put a jet back uh, on your back to go ahead and uh, track him on down? You didn't figure him out. There's it's nothing really to figure out. He's just so uh, explosive and so athletic that he that he's just tough to bring on down, that he's tough to catch out there. It, could you imagine if he had an arm like Dan Marino and he ran like that? He'd be like the best player in the history of football. Um, but, again, uh, you know, how is Baltimore going to do? And, by the way, that injury to Dobbins, that's just a killer. That yeah. hurts big time. Um, I feel bad for him. That's That's just terrible. But – Look, he he's a good quarterback. He got the MVP. He's got a he's got a lot of pressure on him to get Baltimore there and and uh, you know show that he's uh, the real deal. So I want to see how he does this year. Yeah, my argument that uh, I don't believe the league is catching up, and I I've said this throughout the week. So Lamar Jackson has basically been the same guy since he was at Louisville. Like, for five years, six years now, he's been the guy that's really fast, that does have a big arm, isn't super accurate down the field, but is accurate enough. Um, 66% completion percentage, by the way, in his MVP season. So it's not as though that that he can't be accurate or he has never been accurate. But my whole thing is, if the league caught up to him, you, you'd think it would have happened by at this point, by some point, we would have seen any type of regression. And don't give me that his stats were bad last year, because the other variable with Lamar Jackson, which I, I, I which I think is important, the last five games last year, Arnie, it's one thing if if Lamar Jackson's stats were down and he was really good in the the regular season, or really good at the beginning of the season, and he stunk at the end of the regular season. Instead, it was the opposite. 
He started out a little bit slow. He had that stretch in the middle where they lost a couple games. They lose to Tennessee. They lose to New England. Um, but then here are the last couple games of his season last year. 34 points against Dallas, 47 points against Cleveland in that Monday night game, 40 points against Jacksonville, 27 against the Giants, 38 against the Bengals. I know some of those teams aren't very good, but Cleveland made the playoffs. Uh, You know, New York was playing well down the stretch last year. And so when you put up 34, 47, 40, 27, and 38 in the final five weeks of the regular season, and then, oh, by the way, you get a playoff win, I'm sorry, that is not a league that is catching up to a quarterback. If you were the coach of a good football team, you're a quarterback away, and I said pick one, Lamar Jackson or Trevor Lawrence, who would you take? I'd take Lamar Jackson. Is that a real question? Yeah, that's a real question. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, Lamar Jackson. Do you Jackson, understand the hype that's coming in with Trevor Lawrence? Or are you oblivious to, to that situation coming are, in? Are you aware that Lamar Jackson has won an MVP and made three straight yes, playoffs? Yes, I am. Or are I'm you very aware that? of that. For a guy that's not very accurate, yes, I am very aware of that. Also, for a guy that's got a lot of pressure to go to the Super Bowl, I understand that also. Thank God to Sager, sir. He might have to take over for hour three. You're delirious. I think you've been hanging out with your mother-in-law too much. I, I, I didn't say I would take Trevor Lawrence, but it's pretty damn close. You you made it sound like that was an idiotic question. Well, let's let's hear from the audience. Uh, you guys know how to get on Twitter. Uh, get on Twitter at Aaron Tor at Aaron underscore Torres at Stinking Genius One. Would you actually consider taking Trevor Lawrence over Lamar Jackson at this point in his career? At this point in their careers, not for the next ten years. Not five years from now, right now, based on what you've seen. Arnie Spanier says he thinks it's a real debate. I think it is uh, probably not the smartest thing Arnie Spanier has said. Wow. He's stinking genius one. I am at Aaron underscore Torres. Let us know. Coming back, DeSager will join us. We'll talk some football, and hopefully DeSager will join me for the rest of the show because Arnie Spanier wow. can't host anymore. This is Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spann here on Saturday night. We're going to get to Sager in a second, but Arnie, you are getting shredded on Twitter for like your... Two or three tweets from a quarter of a billion. That's not very much there, uh, Torres. Daryl says, No. Hell no. This is par for the course for Arnie, though. The hot take genius is at it again. This is absurd. During the first quarter of week one, he'll call Lawrence a bust. It's what he does, Aaron, but at least this week his picks weren't a complete joke as usual. They were 4-0. My picks were not a joke, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. And what you're missing is you're not seeing the talent that Trevor Lawrence is going to be. You're just seeing um, that he hasn't played in the NFL, and you you don't have the vision to see. Uh, you know, it's like a home that needs to be fixed up. You're not seeing the vision there. I'm seeing an MVP. We're not talking about, uh, uh, you know, whoever. We're not talking about Andy Dalton here. Anyway, DeSager, come in. Feel free to join this conversation. What's but up, I, know, I, I know you have a lot on the rest of the game. Save Torres, DeSager. You just got to share the vision, that's all. <laughs> yeah, share the vision. Yeah, you need, you need thicker glasses there, big boy. <laughs> wow. Hey, we can update the uh, college football because, gentlemen, after all, we've got two games going on during the show for the first Let's time in go. I don't know how long in college football. UTEP is still leading 30-3 to at New Mexico State under five minutes left, and they've just ended the third quarter at San Jose State. Spartans 45-14 over Southern Utah. So it is yeah, going to be the same update when Arizona starts crushing BYU <laughs> next week. I want to hear the same. We're going to finish with five games, five blowouts for week zero of college football. That includes the Fresno State shutout of Connecticut, 45 nothing. UConn's 107 total yards, its lowest output since moving up to FBS over 20 years ago. Jeez. If you saw the beginning, you know that eventually it got up to 120 degrees on the field at Fresno. Attendance, 26,000. Bulldogs led 31 nothing at the half. Connecticut as a team rushing, 31 carries. 35 yards. Horrible. This is a Connecticut team that did not play at yep. all last season. What's sad, what's sad is Edsel all week and really over the last 18 months. The coach. Yes, Randy Edsel, the coach, basically said how great it was to have the season off, how it got the guys ready. The exact quote, 
I think if you talk to the kids, they'll say, I feel so much stronger. I feel so much better physically, so much better from a mental standpoint. All right. Good for them. Well, yeah, good yeah. For them. I mean, imagine how bad they would have been if they didn't have that year off. Exactly. At least the punter was in shape. They, they punted 11 times and got shut out. It was UConn with 14 drives and only nine first downs in the whole game. Wow. But other than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah other I'm than that, how was week. the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Yeah, exactly. Next Saturday, Fresno State at number 11, Oregon. But I read that that's only on Pac-12 Network, which Arnie gets and nobody in Pac-12 <laughs> country gets. So stay tuned. There's for that. a new commission. There's a new commission. We're going to uh, get this thing. I that's love right. it. I'm uh, glad standing I by. Standing by. Meanwhile, speaking of Pac-12, UCLA had its home opener and blitzed Hawaii 44 to 10 for Coach Chip Kelly. That's actually his first non-conference win at UCLA. That's crazy. No, there, stop it. That's not true. First off, there were no non-conference games last year. Shortened okay, season. That's right. That's true. But he was 0 and 6. His first year, he oh. lost to. Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and Fresno State badly. And his second year, he lost to Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and San Diego State. UCLA had never, literally never lost to San Diego State. And they played him a lot, but Chip Kelly gets hired for that salary, and it happened. But a non-conference win today. Bruins led Hawaii 31-3 in the second quarter. UCLA scored on its first five possessions, 44-10 the final. Attendance 33,000, nearly the record low for UCLA at the Rose Bowl. And they moved into that as their home place in the early 80s. Hawaii rushing as a team, 21 carries, 26 yards. Meanwhile, UCLA had a rusher, a transfer from Michigan, Zach Carbonet, Charbonnet, a six carries, 106 yards. On, on six carry, Yeah, the three TD runs in the first half from 21 yards out, from 47, from 21. And Illinois on Fox TV led Nebraska 30-9 to nine in the third quarter after trailing 9-2 to two in the first half. Illinois won at 30-22. to 22. So Nebraska coach Scott Frost now 12-21 and 21 at his He's alma mater. Trouble. Attendance trouble. was 41,000 at Illinois. Nebraska's quarterback, Adrian Martinez, did have 17 carries for 111 yards. Not his best game. Touchdown run, touchdown pass, but sacked five times, had a fumble. And Illinois' starting quarterback left early with a shoulder injury, and yes. they still won the game. The Huskers missed two extra point kicks. They allowed a key touchdown late in the first half on a fumble return, so Nebraska starts 0-1. Next week, Ohio State's opener is on Thursday night on Fox TV at Minnesota. Baseball has just gone final at Dodger Stadium, so everything is final now. The Dodgers beat the Rockies 5-2. Kenley Jansen the save. Dodgers got three runs bottom of the eighth. And on FS1, the Angels have beaten the Padres 10-2. The Padres... They may not make the playoffs at all after That's a crazy, great first huh? few months. The Reds lost 6-1 at Miami tonight, but the Reds are still leading the Padres by two games for the last NL wildcard spot. St. Louis is only three and a half back. Cardinals won 13-0 at Pittsburgh, and the winning pitcher Adam Wainwright is ageless, seven scoreless innings. Wow. Jeez. Thank you, Steve DeSager. This is Fox Sports Saturday. The tweets continue to roll in, just crushing Arnie Spanier. We will have to get to I'm some of those. I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. You are big. Yeah, you're getting you're getting even bigger. But wow, uh, Bernie Frado coming up here next hour. Power hours coming up. Back to college football. Week zero is in the books. Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres. This is Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that is us. Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to be part of the show, and, well, you guys have figured out Twitter. Aaron <laughs> underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Bernie Frattle will join us coming up in about 20 minutes straight out of Vegas. 
Bernie's got some picks for us, so we got to go and speak to Bernie. By the way, speaking of picks, Daryl says, haven't counted UTEP yet, but you're well on your way to that win. On Sunday's show, you only picked over in the Connecticut-Fresno State game. On Jason Smith, Mike Harmon's Friday show, you added Fresno State to that over. My ears work, genius. No 4-0 here. I'm sure you change your picks, though. No, I'll be 4-1 total. Geez, I hate when they listen to every show I do. I know. It's a lot of pressure on you to actually, a lot have of to, pressure. to actually have to live up to what you're saying. Exactly. Uh, and one other one I want to get to, Roger the Engineer. Uh, Stinker Genius, I'll admit I'm no Stinker Genius, but what I've seen of Trevor Lawrence in college and so far in the pros, he's not impressed me. And when he turns out to be just another middle-of-the-road quarterback, the coach will probably get blamed. I'm calling it here. Mark it down. I love that I can't say that Trevor Lawrence is going to be phenomenal, but you guys could say Trevor Lawrence is going to be middle of the road uh, based on a couple of preseason games, right? Really quick, I, I want to get to another part of what he said, is yeah. that the coach will be to blame. Do you think Urban Meyer is going to make it? I mean, because, uh, listen, I know we don't want to overreact off two preseason games, but that team stinks. And the one thing we've always said about Urban Meyer Wherever he goes, he doesn't last more than four or five years before he burns himself out. And my question is, if he was gonna, if he burned himself out going eleven and one every year at Ohio State, how what is he gonna do when they're on an eight game losing streak and they they finish this year whatever uh, four and thirteen or whatever their final record is? Like like I I'm not saying he'll be one and done or he won't be successful, but uh, you know he already isn't built for the long haul. And now we're talking about uh, coaching the worst team in the league. I I think it could get ugly. Well, think about that. You always say, well, uh, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence only has, what, two, three tough games a year. Um, When you're Urban Meyer and you're a head coach at Ohio State, how many tough games, how many games are you not like a seven or double-digit point favorite and it's really a tough game? Um, Two to three a year? Uh, Let's be honest. You know, so I don't know how we can get, you know, all stressed out about it. In the NFL, though, it's it's said that he gets upset even when they lose in the preseason. Um, So, you know, he's going to have to change his mentality. Otherwise, he is not going to be long for this job. It will eat him up. It will just destroy him. You know what I'm saying? It will just kill him. Well, and that's what I'm saying is I'm not saying that he can't have success. What I am saying, though, is he has a history of, um, you know, quick turnarounds, but then he overworks himself and burns himself out. And so I know that, you know, he's trying his best to to accommodate and and, uh, kind of – not accommodate, but what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of uh, get himself into the rhythm of an NFL season, and he's been public about he knows it's going to be much more of a grind than it was in college in terms of accepting losses. But it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. And, again, this was a guy that even in good times doesn't last more than three, four, five seasons. So I just think that's going to be kind of an interesting thing to, to see and think about. Yeah, I'm waiting to see what he does this right off the bat. By the way, Ted says Artie's a tough guy to figure out. I think he was born in L.A., but his parents are from New York. He went to Arizona, and now he's in Vermont. The Lakers team, no, wait, the Knicks, he's all over the place. All right, first of all, I was born in the Bronx, New York. So I, okay. Well, yes, uh, that you know makes me two steps faster than Ooh. Torres to begin with. Yeah, right. Um, I moved to L.A. when I was about 13. I went to the University of Arizona because I wanted to go to an Ivy League school, pretty much. That's, you that's wanted to go to a, a school with a lot of sun and girls that had no interest in you, be honest. Well, that comes along with the with going to the University of Arizona. Oh, okay. Yes. The, the Ivy, the, the Ivy League part. Uh, great academics, no doubt about that. And 
Um, I thought I was going to make the basketball team. Do you know we were 1-17 in in the Pac-10 when I went to the University of Arizona? Can I say something really quick? I want to actually give you an acknowledgement and shout-out. You this week, you know, first of all, and I bring this up because – you, you have this fake friendship with Steve Kerr that you claim you're best friends and, and yes. he's never heard of you. Of but course. I will say, this week you very obscurely asked for Ed Hockley to be on this show. Right. And Ed Hockley got back to our producer and said that while he was going to decline the interview, he said hello to you and wished you luck. I don't know if Bo wants to come in on this, but uh, he actually acknowledged your existence. So that's like a major step up from Steve Kerr and all these other guys that you claim are your best friends. Yeah, Bo, you tried to hide that from me, did you not? I mean, he uh, sent an email saying how we're like best friends and all that. Yeah, stuff. no, I got a text from Arnie uh, earlier in the week, um, and he said, hey, please try to get Ed Hockley on the show. I, I used to know him from my days in Arizona, um, and I had just woken up, so I was like, okay, sure, Arnie. Um, okay, sure, Arnie. Yeah, so sure. we uh, we had sure, to track Arnie. down uh, Ed Hockley's contact information, which we finally got. I sent him a nice email, and he came back. And very, very kindly said that when he retired, he retired, and he did not want to talk about football anymore. His he his only go interest on podcast anything. No, he doesn't do anything. He his only interest is watching. I believe his son referee NFL games now too. So, um, but he did mention that he he remembers you from a fantasy baseball league. Oh wow! So, yeah, is that a lot? To, by the way, is that like breaking news? Um, because could you imagine um, if you found out that Ed Hockley gambled on fantasy baseball? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I think the the statute of limitations is... Yeah, I would uh, think so. It was out there. But that that's how far back we go um, when I started sports radio in Phoenix. So um, he's a good guy, though. So he's a, he's a, he's a lot of fun. He is a good guy. Uh, you, would, you would like him, Torres, no doubt about well, that. I'll never know because he's By the not- way, you, you, know, you want to give me credit, Torres. There was one thing I said that you legitimately... I mean, I'm not kidding around. You legitimately thought I was going to get fired for that, right? Okay, what was it? I said it about a year ago. I was like one of the first to say oh, it. Oh, Vax at the park? Night? Yes. Yeah. And you, you're you like, you're going to get fired for that. I'm like, are you serious? Um, That's what I said that, watch, someday we're going to have vaccine night at the ballpark. That's like mainstay now. You know what I mean? That's that, that's not even a hot sports opinion, uh, Torres. And you thought they were going to fire me over that. I thought in the moment we were trying to we were trying to work through this pandemic, uh, and it seemed as though at the time, yeah, I don't want to speak for you. It seemed as though you were kind of joking. It was tongue in cheek, and it didn't seem like the right time to uh, to joke about things of that nature. Now I don't know if you were joking. No, I was being serious. Yeah, but go ahead. Okay, well then I guess. No, you- I mean, but but just but it turned out to be right and. Um, I mean, it's all over. I was at the Champaign Valley Fair here in Vermont, a free vaccination. No matter where you go, you go to a school, you can get it now, or you go to a ball game, you can get free vaccination, Aaron. It's it's all over the place, and um, more and more people are t- hopefully are taking advantage of that. I don't want to say they are, but but hopefully they're taking advantage of that, you know? I guess so, yeah, uh, but it was very, I guess it was very, uh, I guess it was very, um, you know, forth, what's the right word? Not forthcoming, but... Uh, I guess that you you were That's right why on they that. Call one. me the stinking genius. Hey, Bo, what did what did you want to uh, say about well, that? Too? I, you know, Aaron and I were talking earlier in the week, and we were both kind of wondering uh, why exactly did you want to speak to Ed Hockley this yeah, weekend? So was it was it just to catch up with an old friend, or did we miss some NFL refereeing controversy? 
No, I, I, you know, I do like speaking to one. I do like speaking to NFL refs, especially former NFL refs. Um, two, you usually can't get them on during the course of the season, especially if they're working. That that's a no, no. You can't do that. That's forbidden by the NFL. And former referees usually don't go on during the course of the season, um, unless it's you know like we have somebody like uh, Dean Blandino or something like that. So you know, I just kind of was thinking about it. I said, you know, let's get Ed Hockley on. I haven't heard from him in a long, long time. And, you know, he, uh, that's obviously the one well, referee that everybody knows out there. So uh, mm-hmm. I thought we'd give it a, a reach yeah, out. You didn't even know where he was. Is he, now, is, we, now we know the reason why we haven't heard from him in a long, long time because he just doesn't want to talk about football anymore. Is he working, though? Is he still working? Or uh, is he could- I mean, not to give too much away, but his, his email address was professional. Okay. So he so may he be. is working, yeah. yeah. Not is in he, football, though. And he doesn't want to talk about it. Is he still in the state where I used to work? Uh, <laughs> You've he... worked in every state, though. That's the problem. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him on sometime. You know, I, I did have him on a couple of times, and I had him laughing. The best question I asked him, to Aaron, you're going to love this. I said, I was being totally serious. I, didn't, I could barely stop from cracking up. I said, Ed, you know, I have a term that I heard. I don't know what it means. Can you explain it to me? What What is a makeup call, Ed? I don't know what that means. What's a makeup call? And he just starts laughing. He goes, listen to me. He goes, if you think that after I make a mistake in front of millions and millions of people that I want to go ahead and have it made up and have a makeup call and make another mistake in front of millions and millions of people, you're sorely mistaken. You don't do something like that. It's it's just what you guys like to bring up. We don't do makeup calls. Do you believe that, Torres, or what? Maybe in the NBA you'll get a makeup I was call, say, but I don't know about the NFL. It's a little – by the way, the the Ravens just tweeted out a big graphic congratulating uh, Jim uh, John Harbaugh excuse me, on setting an NFL preseason wins record, and one of my buddies just said – Delete your account. Not something to celebrate. Uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. That made me laugh, though. No, it, 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 it was just funny that I, I saw that. So, look, you want to get in, Town Fair, uh, jump on in on Twitter, Aaron underscore Were you going to say Town Fair Tire? No, I was going to say Town Fair Tire. Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. We started with a little college football. Um, that started today. It was week zero. I wasn't very impressed. All we did was get uh, uh, Illinois and Nebraska, Torres, and, and that was pretty much it. We didn't get anything else. UCLA, Hawaii, it's all starting next week. We've got some good games out there, but uh, this was supposed to whet our appetite. I really didn't do a whole heck of a lot. I'm not in the week zero. Me and Plank argue about this all the time on Sundays. He, he'll watch any college football game. Disappointing, but at least we had a somewhat of a close game uh, with Illinois and Nebraska. Well, I'll say this. It wasn't very well played from Nebraska's perspective, but it was entertaining. It did come down to the final possession. Nebraska driving with the opportunity to tie the game. They would have had to convert a two-point conversion and score a touchdown to actually tie the game. But at the very least, at least it was um, – Entertaining is probably not the perfect word, but it was close. It was competitive. It was sloppy. But I was just happy to have college football back. I thought it was really fun. I'm actually, you know, we always talk about ratings on this show. I am genuinely curious to see how many people watched uh, because I do think that it was something that it seemed like on social media everybody was happy to have back. Let me also say this, too. 
great having fans in the stands, Arnie. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it fantastic oh, or what? Full house, you know, the, the team running out with the flag, everybody cheering. It was so cool. And college football, we talked about this a lot last year, but college football is the sport that, um, you know, I thought was hurt by fans as much as any, you know, college basketball is right up there, NFL's right up there, all that. But college football, there is something about the fans in the stadiums, the tailgating, all that stuff. And obviously, if you remember, the entire Big Ten did not allow fans last year. So that was fascinating to see. All right, I want to ask you a question. Now, we talk a lot about the rookie quarterbacks and which ones are going to play, which ones are going to have good years, which ones are going to, you know, Trevor Wilson. Lawrence type and stuff like that. We didn't bring up Zach Wilson much, but which veteran quarterback you think resurrects his career and has a good year? Somebody like a Matthew Stafford, maybe even a Ben Roethlisberger, somebody brought up, uh, a Carson Wentz, maybe a Dak Prescott. Uh, a Jameis Winston, me, a Goff, me, somebody got, uh, maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo, you tell me. Let me jump in. Um, what would be considered Matthew Stafford resurrecting his career? And, and let me just say it because I think he could put up a lot of stats, but if he doesn't win in the playoffs, I don't think it matters if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I, w- I, would, I would say probably win in the playoffs okay. for somebody like him. I'll give you one that you didn't mention that I think okay. is interesting, and, and I don't even know that he's really necessarily a veteran, but he has been around for a few years. I'm really curious about Sam Darnold with Carolina. No, I would put him in that category. Yeah, he's like he's like 24, but he's been in the league for a while. So I just think new coach Matt Rule, uh, you know Joe Brady. Everybody respects those guys as offensive play callers. Does have some weapons. The offensive line still isn't great, but you have Christian McCaffrey. You have some of the skill position guys, and I just want to see. I don't know if he is going to be the guy. But I'm just curious to see if he can be. I think the Jets was totally dysfunctional. Adam Gase was totally dysfunctional. Uh, even Zach Wilson has a much better setup to succeed than than Sam Darnold did. So I don't know if it'll work in Carolina, but he's the one I'm interested to see. I put Darnold in my preseason Hall of Fame. And yes, I said that I was talking about him yesterday. Uh, I think he's going to be phenomenal. Okay. Uh, he's going to be the quarterback that I thought he was going to be when he first came into the league, and now we're going to see it. You really see how hamstrung you are um, when you go to a crappy team. I mean, in the NBA, you can go to a crappy team and still show your skills and people can see it, um, even maybe so much in the, in the NHL also and Major League Baseball. It's so tough to go to a crappy team um, in football and for you to shine still, though. It, uh, you know, especially when you're playing quarterback, you go through so much out there, so... Um, yeah, it it's tough. No doubt about that, Torres. Absolutely. And the thing, too, with the Jets is they were starting to build a real team around him, drafted Mekhi Becton in his final season. Uh, but then they drafted, uh, in addition to Zach Wilson this year, they drafted another offensive lineman and then a wide receiver in round two. So like I said, Sam Darnold was set up to fail there. I wish him luck. I don't know if he will be the guy, but it's obviously a better setup. By the way, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Absolutely amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. We're going to come back. We're going to go out to Vegas. Bernie Fratto stops on by straight out of Vegas. What's happening in Vegas? How are the lines changing? What info does Bernie have for us? That's all coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. <laughs> All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier on this busy Saturday night, Fox Sports Radio. You want to go ahead and send your tweets in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Let's get right to our guest. He comes up at the top of the hour, and then three more hours after that, straight out of Vegas. It's our buddy Bernie Fratto. How's it going out there, Bernie? Going great. By the way, rumor has it Ed Hockley didn't want to come on the radio, but he did offer to come down to the studio and bench press the whole building. <laughs> yeah, he's still looking ripped. There's no doubt about that. Uh, hey, off the bat, Bernie, it's the start of college football. How much action did these uh, games get uh, in this first week zero? Moderate to good because the pros, as we talked about last night, you try to find some market inefficiencies in week one. There was no way Nebraska should have been a seven-point favorite, much less a seven-point favorite on the road. They're now 3-11. Scott Frost now 3-11 when he's laying seven or more points. We knew Hawaii was very overmatched. 
The line actually closed at 18 and a half. Same mm. thing with UConn. So you see a little bit of value week one, and the pros were there. I was down at the South Point. It was absolutely packed. So uh, I think anytime the action is back, we've got fans in the stands, and college football feels normal. Yeah, it was week zero. No what was money man. line on, uh, on Illinois, like two and a half to one or something, two to one? Uh, if you bet Illinois on the money line, you got about plus 280 coming back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's some good uh, money there. Jeez. Tell yeah. us about, I was going to say, obviously you just talked about how busy it was for college football. How crazy will it be for week one of the NFL? But then also, tell us about this circuit contest, $10 million. My guy Derek Stevens over there. Tell us all about it. Yeah, well, first of all, we expect the handle to be record-setting this year in the NFL. It's already been record-setting, Aaron, for the preseason the handle has it's been the bigger season, on the that's why. Even on <laughs> well, that's <laughs> part of it. I think people have figured out there's a way to bet this. In July, casinos reeled in one point three six billion dollars for the month of July. That is the largest in history. And one other thing too, Vivid Seats is reporting that the top five demand for seat for uh, tickets for NFL games this year, four of them are at Raiders games, including the, the game when the Bears come in. <laughs> 48% of the tickets purchased by people from Chicago. So wow. Vegas is rolling. The Circa contest has put out $10 million in guarantees. Currently, they're looking at a pretty significant overlay. What that means is they don't currently have enough signups to cover the guarantee. They'll cover the guarantee, of course, if they fall short, but it could mean better opportunity for contestants. So what does that mean? The Circa Million Three, where you pick, I think, five NFL games every week, they've got 1,500 entries and they need 4,000 more entries between now and September 8th to meet wow. the $4 million guarantee. No but way. The, yeah, but the Circus Survivor Contest, and you guys know what Survivor yeah. Contests are, currently, as of Friday, they only had 1,237 entries, and they need to get to 6,000 entries wow. to meet their $6 million guarantee. The bottom line is they're going to get closer than people think. Folks like to hold on to the money at the last possible minute. We've still got Labor Day weekend ahead of us. But they'll fall short. And what that basically means is if you thought about entering these contests, you've actually got better odds now because there are less. there's going to be less people. Oh, I like that. I may have to go ahead and do that. Now, did you give us uh, some college long shots that uh, you wanted to talk about earlier? Because I know you had some college long shots. Well, what we start to note are notable bets that don't, don't make you know, a hell of a lot of sense when when you look at <clears throat> when you look at excuse me there guys a little frog in my throat I don't I don't know I don't know good night folks have the Torres all the time don't say, worry good about thing it, you're yeah. not hosting radio for four hours oh yeah, 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 yeah. oh you are hey yeah, yeah yeah don't tell anybody I got a fresh yeah. bottle of Crown Royal I'll be all right uh, <laughs> the bottom line is is that you look at these notable long shot bets that start to come in people like to engage in what I call needle in a haystack bets now. Uh, both of you guys I know are college football aficionados. Do you know who Matt Corral is? Do you know who he plays of course. for? Ole Miss. There you go. He's the quarterback of Ole Miss. Somebody put four grand on Matt Corral to win the Heisman Trophy at fifty to one. I don't four. Now I don't care if you put ten or twenty dollars. I don't think he's yes. going to win it. But four grand. Wow. Somebody put three grand on Michigan to make the college football playoff. Wow. Talk about yes. burning money. You might as well light it on fire and keep you warm. <laughs> How about this? You might like this one. Brian Finley's going to like this. Somebody walked into the Superbook and put $1,000 on UCLA to win the national title. Wow. They're currently 500 to 1. By the way, money's come in on UCLA next week. They're now down to three. They were getting four and a half. How about this one? Now, this one, you really need an acid test. $1,000 on Jacksonville to win the Super Bowl at 150 to 1. 
So when did that bet? When did that bet come in? These all came in in the last week. I was going to say, all... if you do that in the pre, if you do that uh, in April or May after the draft, I get it. Uh, you can't be doing it after the last two preseason games from the Jaguars. They're terrible. Even Arnie sees it, and Arnie Arnie refuses to admit anything, and even he's changing his pick on the <laughs> on the Jags. Well, yeah, uh, fair enough. I, I guess the bottom line is. A lot of folks are action junkies, and there's no doubt about it. You asked a minute ago, what's the, what's the handle going to be like? Well, if that's any indicator, people want to get down. This nationwide legalized betting is really called wildfire. An event tomorrow night that's going to yeah, get so a fair amount of action, this. too. Jake Paul currently minus 175 versus Tyron Woodley. If you like Woodley, he's plus 160 coming back. What's interesting is Jake Paul's camp has negotiated an automatic rematch if he loses. So keep an eye on that. A couple of prop bets for the fight. You can get 12 to 1 for the fight to not go the distance. Now, folks I know think that's a bad bet. It's only going to be eight rounds, eight two-minute rounds is all it's going to be. And Tyrone Woodley is a very, very patient fighter. He may try to take this thing to the distance and win by decision. And if you like that, that really pays well. Woodley by decision, you put up $100, it brings back 1800 Wow, I love it. Uh, Bernie, before we let you go, any of the uh, odds changing, lines changing as we get ready for week one of the NFL or maybe even the games tomorrow in the preseason week three or college next week also, what should we keep our eye on? Well, again, you're seeing, you're seeing UCLA money come in now. They're down to plus three. They were plus wow. four and a half. I think really? it'll start, yes. Uh, nothing is moving week one that I've seen. And what's notable about that is ten, uh, nine Tennessee Titans have tested positive for COVID, and even that line hasn't moved. The one game, though, I do like tomorrow, you've got the New York Giants, who Joe Judge has said he's going to play his starters at least a half. He said that. They're going to wow. play at least a half. They're catching three and a half points at home. I think both Cam uh, Newton and Mac Jones are going to see significant time tomorrow, but I can't imagine Belichick's going to play that game to win. So it feels like the New York Giants plus three and a half at home tomorrow is good value. So Saquon Barkley's playing then, right? I don't think so. No, I don't think Barkley's going to play, but, but I don't know. You just don't know something to watch though. You see, the thing is, remember the New York Giants are Owen two as well and no team, including the bucks. You know, we, we talked about this about three weeks ago. One of my best bets was uh, Cincinnati plus six in the first week of the preseason against the Tampa Bay Bucks? The Super Bowl team doesn't really care if they cover, especially if they're laying more than six. Well, today they did care. Uh, apparently, I just saw a trend a couple of hours ago. I bet Tampa Bay in the first half today, but they crushed, obviously. They won that game big. Right. Uh, Super Bowl teams, like 83% since 2000, if they're winless going into the final game of the preseason. So I don't think New York, I think you're going to get a max effort out of the New York Giants tomorrow. By the way, what do you think of noodle arm Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys? Listen, if Dak Prescott can stay healthy, I think, I know this sounds like heresy, I actually think Dallas has a live shot to win that division. That is a wide, it's really predicated now on Dak Prescott being healthy, but I think, you know, 9-8, and 10-7 and seven is going to win that division, and if Ezekiel Elliott's healthy and CeeDee Lamb is healthy and Amari Cooper is healthy, They've got a very good offense. I'm not sold on the Washington football team like I was last year, and I'm certainly not sold on the Giants or the Eagles. I know I just threw up in my mouth by saying Dallas could win the cha- <laughs> win the division, but I will say this. It all is predicated on Dak being healthy, and I think he's going to be okay. He's going to play this season. You just don't know if that shoulder is going to linger. 
He's Bernie Fratto coming up at the top of the hour straight out of Vegas, and he's got three hours after that. He's a must-listen to, so check him on out. Bernie, always a pleasure. We'll be tuning on in tonight. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you, Bernie. Bernie Fratto lives out there in Vegas. What a lucky guy. I'd be broken homeless if I lived out there in Vegas. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get you ready for some of the games tomorrow and uh, more on week one of uh, college football. Actually, week zero of college football. First, though, let's see what's trending. Let's check in with the Sager. What's going on, the Sager? The New York Giants said yesterday running back Saquon Barkley will not play Sunday coming off the torn ACL last year, and his status for week one is to be determined and also out this weekend for the Giants. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay, bad hamstring, and tight end Kyle Rudolph, bad foot. I see what they're doing. They're tanking already for Aaron Rodgers. Tank for Aaron? Is that what's going on here? It's not a draft coming up for that. The Browns say select starters will play Sunday against Atlanta as the preseason ends, so that would include quarterback Baker Mayfield. Each team's 53-man roster will be set on Tuesday. Today's New Orleans versus Arizona exhibition was canceled due to the hurricane. Colts quarterback Sam Ellinger was hurt last night. He'll miss about a month with a sprained ACL. Jacksonville traded quarterback Gardner Minshew to Philadelphia for a conditional sixth rounder, and the Eagles cut quarterback Nick Mullins. Carolina released kicker Joey Sly. As for the late NFL exhibitions tonight, Seattle's defense had five sacks, and they shut out the Chargers 27-0. Denver went 3-0 in the preseason, 17-12 the win over the Rams. Rams as Drew Locke hit on a late touchdown pass. The Rams were 4 for 4 on field goals for their only scoring. The Rams finish 0 and 3 in the exhibitions and do not care. Tampa Bay's Tom Brady with a touchdown pass in a win at Houston. It wound up a 23-16 final. Brady was 11 of 14 passing, 154 yards. Texans quarterback Davis Mills with four turnovers. There were eight turnovers total in that game. Chicago won at Tennessee 27-24. Nick Foles of the Bears, two touchdown passes in the second half. He was 10 of 13, 142 yards. Baltimore 37-3 winners at Washington. Yes, Baltimore went 3-0, another undefeated preseason. They've won 20 exhibitions in a row, a new NFL record, but carted to the locker room with starting running back of the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins, with a knee injury. The knee was hit while the leg was planted. Tests coming tomorrow. Uh, Baltimore uh. quarterback Lamar Jackson started, played one series, was sacked twice, and they got him out of there. Washington, on 10 drives, had 10 first downs. The Ravens had 34 first downs in this game. Washington, in time of possession, had the ball 18 minutes out of 60 tonight. Baltimore quarterback off the bench, Tyler Huntley, University of Utah, scored all five touchdowns, one rushing and then four passing in this blowout. Today, Buffalo shut out Green Bay 19-0. Josh Allen, two TD passes in the first half. He was 20 for 26, 194 yards. Cole Beasley, four receptions, 52 yards. Packers quarterback Jordan Love in the shutout loss through an interception in the end zone. He had about 150 yards passing, but Mason Crosby missed a 28-yard field goal attempt. The Lakers are reported to be front runners to sign guard Rajon Rondo next week when he clears waivers. Rondo was just bought out by Memphis. The NBA will require vaccinations this season for all referees and all other personnel that interact with players. Bryson DeChambeau is tied for the three-stroke lead with Patrick Cantor. In Maryland. Tonight at Daytona, NASCAR's 400 went to Ryan Blaney. He was the winner in the regular season finale for the Cup Series. And in college football, the five games are now final for week zero. San Jose State has beaten Southern Utah 45 14. 
UTEP was an opening winner 30-3 at New Mexico State. Fresno State shut out Connecticut 45-0. UCLA dominated Hawaii 44-10. And on Fox TV, Illinois led Nebraska 30-9 in the third quarter, 30-22 the final. Everything final in baseball. The Dodgers got three runs bottom of the eighth and beat Colorado 5-2. Trey Turner of L.A. had three hits. The Rockies as a team had three hits. On FS1, the Angels were 10-2 winners over San Diego. Shohei Otani with his 20th stolen base of the year to go along mm. with the 41 homers. Did he even get hit in the hand today, too? That's right. X-rays were negative. He did stay in the game. Oh, He's I thought for sure it was going to be broke. Only at DH. Sure. It did not look good because he no, was still flexing all the way down to first base yeah. as a hit batter. San Francisco's record is now 84-45. and 45. The Giants wow. win again. 5 nothing at Atlanta. How about those Mets? They're not done yet. Three runs on a homer by Michael Conforto in the bottom Let's of the go. seventh. As a pinch hitter, so his batting average is up to 218. The Mets end a four-game losing streak, beating Washington 5-3. Mets record 62-67. and 67. Ouch. Cardinals have a better record uh, than that and a better shot at maybe stealing the last wild card. Cards won 13-0 at Pittsburgh, while Cincinnati lost 6-1 at Miami. Tampa Bay won at six straight. Oakland beat the Yankees to end a 13-game winning streak. And Boston homered in the 10th to win at Cleveland. Back to you. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. Have a good night. Torres, um, I remember last year, I think I had the number one pick in my fantasy football league. I was deciding between Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley. And, of course, I made the stellar pick of uh, taking Saquon Barkley. It sounds on what, brand, yeah. What are we, we going to call him a bust? I mean, what do you mean we're not sure when he's going to play? What is going on here? Is anybody asking any questions? Anybody want to know when this guy's coming back? Where's the Giants media? What the hell's going on down there for crying out loud? Well, and it's interesting. Like, I, I keep hearing this, like, Joe Judge could be on the hot seat. We got to figure it out. <laughs> like, like David Gettleman, what, what are we doing about David Gettleman? I mean, we have to assume that he would be out too, right? I mean, you draft Danny Dimes, and I understand that was a bad. He's qu- out too. That's He's what I was going to say. It yeah. was a bad quarterback class. I get it. Um, you know, Dwayne Haskins was the guy that they chose Danny Dimes over, and obviously Ugh. Dwayne Haskins did not work out in Washington either. Uh, so it's not as though they made a terrible pick there, but clearly Danny Dimes was not the answer. Saquon Barkley has not been able to stay healthy. Uh, the offensive lineman, if I remember correctly, did not play that well last year when he got in. So you just look at it. It's just a mess there, man. It's just a mess. You know, you talk about teams that are a mess, okay? We, we've talked about how Jacksonville doesn't look very good. Let's say you think they're going to be a two. Give me a win prediction on Jacksonville. How many wins do you think they'll have there, Torres? Without knowing their schedule, I'll say four, knowing okay. that they have two against the Texans. Okay, that's fair enough. I think over on there's five and a half. Let's say you're, you think there's going to go four. What happens if I took Trevor Lawrence off that team, kept the same exact team, um, but I put Patrick Mahomes on that team? How many wins would you think uh, they would have at that point then? Well, I saw Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl without an offensive line that can't block for him. So, I mean, I would say eight, maybe. No, you see, it, it, it's they're not the going that, twelve and five. No, with no, the I, I was going to say. Have. I was going to say maybe two games difference. When a team is so bad, even a Patrick Mahomes can't help you when he's getting run around and chased around and has no weapons out there. He can't even do it by himself. That was going to be my whole point. Oh, okay. He might not even be two games. I Who knows if he's not going to be the same amount that they're so bad, you know? No, I actually agree with you, and I, I was skewing high because I figured you'd be like, oh, he's Patrick Mahomes. How could you? Yeah. But, no, I, 
I'm with you, and it speaks to how big that rebuild is in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer and why I don't know if Urban Meyer is going to stay around for the long haul. This is a guy that has just every single stop that he's made, he's there for two, three, four years, he has immediate success, and then he burns himself out. Well, what's going to happen? I mean, Arnie, like I said, that I, I skewed high with four wins with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you said the over-under is five and a half. Even if they get to six, that means you go six and 11 this year. So they're a fascinating huh. team because I just think they're way worse than we realized. I knew they were bad, one and one 15 last year. I get all that. But, man, did, did they look bad these last two games. You said uh, six and 11. How many games, how many years did it take for – Urban Meyer to uh, lose 11 games with Ohio State, you told me. He did not lose 11 games at Ohio State. How about that? I think he was there seven years and lost nine games. I think I could be <laughs> – I know he won, he lost nine games. So he was there from 12, 2012 to 2018. So one, two, three, four, five. Seven years, 83-9 and nine was his wow. win-loss record. Wow. Worst, was... worst year was 11-2. and two. Well, how is he going to handle the post-game press conference? Is he going to be a lot like Bill Belichick? He's going to be pretty uh, honorary, you know what I mean? You're, you're not going to want to talk to him. He's going to be pretty crabby out there. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I, I feel like he's handled himself well, though. I mean, you know, I, I saw this thing about, you know, he's, he's you know, the, the older players don't, he's too collegial. It's like, uh, one, he's been very public about trying to understand the NFL game, not trying to be the college guy, but two, Older Jacksonville Jaguar players, can you get over yourselves, please? You guys stunk, okay? This isn't somebody coming into a team that just won the division and made the second round of the playoffs, okay? Like, like you stunk, you were terrible. Don't give me the, yeah, well, he's really trying to sh- shake some things up. Maybe he needs to. Maybe you guys were really, really bad last year, and you need somebody like him. Yeah, you may be right. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll come back, finish out the show, a few picks. We'll read some tweets. We'll go ahead and do that. Coming up next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> All right, final segment. Show just flew on by. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I've been sticking genius one. By the way, how are we going to handle next week? What do you mean? Come With on, come games? on, come on. You know when the show starts at 11 o'clock Eastern, uh, starting a half hour before we get on the air, my Arizona Wildcats are going to be playing BYU in Las Vegas. I can't possibly do a show and pay attention to the game, too. I, it just can't be done that. Not when it's the first game of the year. You know that. And rrr, It's my Wildcats. We're an 11-point underdog. I hope we don't get our butts kicked. I hope we're not as bad as we were last year. You know? I mean, I basically carry the whole show anyway, so if you just need me to just do everything like I normally do as is, then that's no big deal. You're rooting uh, for BYU. I know that, aren't you? Um, I have sure. no really rooting really interest. Yeah. I mean, you did mock my Huskies a little bit earlier. Yes, so. I did. Yes, I did. So. Can you imagine if uh, – what are the odds of you and I doing a show and our two our two football teams are the two worst teams in Division One football? I think it's in play this year. I really do. <laughs> I mean, Arizona's going to be really bad. Now, I know the new like coach – Like a million to one, it would be the odds on that. Oh, I, love I know they got a new coach, and he's saying all the right things. Yes, and he's he doing is. All he's the right saying things, all the right things, Torres. I don't, I don't believe in – that it's going to be. We have uh, a two quarterback attack this year. Really? Yes. How many? Who? Who, who are those guys? I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> uh, LSU playing UCLA next week too. Uh, now it's only down. Some places are at four. LSU minus three, and some other places. Remember, you said at the beginning of the show, twenty. You're, yeah, you're like, what is it, twenty? And I was like, 20. I think it's like six. And I thought it was seventeen, and it had gone up to twenty. Maybe I just I totally misunderstood that. Um, three seems like uh, to be jumping on LSU, so I must be missing something. Um, or maybe UCLA was more impressive today than I thought. You well, know? no, it was very interesting because I remember the lines came out in like May, and that was one that stood right out. Is LS? It was about I think it was like five and a half, maybe at that point six six. And it was like a six, LSU's only a six point favorite. Now I think it's important to remember LSU wasn't very good last year. They finished five and five. At one point they were three and five, and obviously they lost a million guys off that championship team two years ago. Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, all that stuff. But they really struggled. They weren't very good. UCLA's playing better, but still three, three and a half, whatever it is now. I, I would still probably jump on LSU. I would also say it's kind of worth interesting, kind of worth noting. And this is a very serious topic. We're not making light of it, but LSU, as as Desager told us earlier, they left Louisiana today because right. of the hurricane. So they're going to be on the road for essentially a week by the time that that game kicks off. 
No, absolutely right. And, of course, next week also the big game, Georgia Ooh. and Clemson. Clemson actually opened up as a four-point favorite, but I'm seeing a whole bunch of threes and three-and-a-halves. Um, everybody jumping on that Georgia bandwagon this year. I can't wait to see how this one's going down, Torres. This is obviously the feature game of the weekend, no doubt about that. It's going to be a war. You know, it's crazy because everybody thinks of Clemson, the new quarterback, DJ. They returned 10 starters off that defense. That was really, really wow. good last year. Yeah, and JT Daniels is obviously the story for Georgia. They're actually, they had, they had a few guys. Transfer get, from USC, right? Transfer from USC, and they played really well late when he got the starting quarterback job. He transferred. He was hurt. He couldn't play. That was when they got smoked by Bama. They got smoked by Florida. He comes in, uh, and I think it was 31-plus points in the three games that he started in the regular season, wins a bowl game, so going to be fun to watch. One other game they kind of getting overlooked because of the other games. Notre Dame taking on Florida State. Sure. Uh, the Irish, a seven point. They opened up at nine and a half. I'm seeing a bunch of sevens, seven and a halfs. That's going to be a good one also. A uh, good matchup there, Aaron. Going to be a good matchup. Notre Dame loses a ton off last year's team. Uh, from that team that made the playoff, Florida State. I listen every year. It's like, oh, you know, well, you know, they got so many. They they must have talent. It's Florida State, and every year they don't. So I think they get destroyed by Notre Dame. Maybe not destroyed because the game's at Florida State, but I think Notre Dame wins. But I don't necessarily believe that's an indictment that Florida uh, that Notre Dame's going to be awesome this year. I think they take a step back. They lost a ton of guys off last year's team. When's the last time we talked uh, college football and we didn't even bring up who Michigan's playing in the first week? They're taking on Western Michigan. Michigan, a 17-point favorite. Uh, boy, talking about coming in under the radar, nobody paying attention to them. You know Harbaugh's going to want to make a statement here if they can blow out Western Michigan. I can't wait to see what this Michigan team is going to be, you know? Well, I was filling in with Martin Weiss yesterday on the Odd Couple who went to Michigan, and I, yeah. I was saying to him, I think this is the first year that previous years it, there had been like, okay, they're not Ohio State, they're not going to beat Ohio State, but they'll still be good. Uh, two years ago, they were ranked in the top 10 in the preseason. Last year, they were ranked number 16. This year, they're unranked. And so this feels like the year where everyone's just like, okay, it ain't going to happen with Harbaugh. Maybe he sticks around for a little while longer. But, uh, you know, we I, I think we all thought, okay, they might not be Ohio State, but they'll be the second best program in the Big Ten. They're not even close to that right now. Like you said, talk about uh, needing needing to perform well early. They play Washington in week two after Western Michigan. I mean, Michigan fans got to be pulling their hair out. Um, you talk about programs, Michigan, Nebraska, that have seen a hard, hard times. It is. Uh, it's embarrassing. I mean, these were two great programs at one point, and look at them now, Aaron. Well, and it was crazy because I was thinking about the Nebraska thing today. It's kind of a pretty similar parallel with uh, Michigan in the sense that two coaches that have an offensive background, Jim Harbaugh and Scott Frost, they can't figure out the quarterback position. I mean, Nebraska lost today because the quarterback fumbled the ball, got returned 60 yards the other way, uh, and he couldn't complete a pass in the red zone. And so it's kind of the same at Michigan where they have not figured out the quarterback spot, you know, Harbaugh's the guy that recruited recruited Andrew Luck. He's the guy that uh, uh, got Kaepernick to to the best that he ever played. The fact that he hasn't been able to find a quarterback at Michigan is incredible. I didn't even bring up Alabama, Miami. We got to thank the crew. Thanks to Laker Don, our technical director, of course, Beauregard, our producer out there, DeSager, on the updates by partner Aaron Torres. Uh, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. He's coming up next. I'm back Sunday with my partner, Chris Plank. Same bad time, same bad channel here on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and floor natural springs and so much more orlando has it all and visit orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip in orlando anything is possible if you can imagine it and that's what makes orlando unbelievably real plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.